0: Here it is, the most listened to radio show on the planet, even the other stations are tuned in too.
1: Hi, I'm Taylor Bybee from Coaster Studios, and you're listening to the Coaster Challenge Podcast. Hi, this is Austin from Amusement Insider, and you're listening to the Coaster Challenge Podcast.
2: Hi, I'm Grace Peacock, Director of Communications at Canada's Wonderland, and you are listening to the Coaster Challenge Podcast.
3: How's it going? This is Kyle Smith, the Manager of Creative Show Operations here at SeaWorld Orlando, and you're listening to the Coaster Challenge Podcast. Hey,
1: this is Jeff Tucker from Knott's Berry Farm, and you're listening to the Coaster Challenge Podcast.
2: Do you accept the Coaster Challenge? I accept
3: the Coaster Challenge. Do you accept the Coaster Challenge? Coaster Challenge podcast is here. It's time to face your fears. Get that theme park therapy and let us both your ears. Coaster Challenge podcast is here. Your fear can disappear. We know that theme park therapy can drive all your tears. Do you accept the Coaster Challenge?
2: Yes, I accept the Coaster Challenge. Do you accept the Coaster Challenge?
1: We accept because you know we're not average.
0: You're listening to the Coaster Challenge podcast. A journey where people become fearful to fearless all from riding roller coasters. So please secure your hats and glasses and keep your hands and arms inside the podcast. It's time to accept the Coaster Challenge with your hosts, Andrew Locke. Hey
1: everyone, this is Andrew, one of the executive producers of Coaster Challenge Podcast. Today I've got some fun guests with me, a couple friends of mine. And they represent what I consider to be one of the really nice parts of the community. Uh, one of the things I've talked about in the various interviews and discussions we've had here on this show in the past few years is that I love the social aspect of this hobby and that the people I've met. I've made so many great friends. One of the things that I really enjoy is seeing families that coaster together. I know a number of you know, father-son teams, mother-son teams. You know, Heck, uh, one of the other producers of the show, of course, everyone knows Kim, Um, She and her kids, especially her and Jay, they're like uh, partners in crime, mother-son team there. Uh, But again, I know a number of other kind of parent-child teams that are, you know, they're really both into coasters. And I love, love seeing that. And two people that I've become friends with more recently here in Florida, locals here, that very much fit that parent-son or, you know, father-son team here um, is Brian and James. And I'd like to welcome Brian and James from Zooter Loopers that's their channel we're going to talk all about it today uh again they're here in florida here i'd like to welcome them to the podcast welcome brian and james thank you
2: hey welcome yeah happy Good to be here, here. yeah we're, yeah, we're to- super yeah we're yeah. Super happy
1: to be here <laughs> awesome yeah it's great having you guys on of course i've hung out with you guys and i remember we were riding quasi there a couple of weeks ago and uh you know I've, I've seen you before at meetups and uh media events i should say brian and uh Yeah, it's great to finally have you guys on the show. We love having people that are all about positivity on the show. And you guys have such great energy and positivity. I'm really excited to have a chat with you. So this will be fun.
3: Yeah, we love talking about it.
2: Well, I mean, just chatting with you in person, like in the Guazi queue and like at the media events, it almost felt like a podcast the way we just like bounce off each other. And so...
1: I'm yeah. Seeing, yeah. It's, it's great natural conversation that flows so well. And, you know, it's not like, you know, you it's not, you know, the worst thing is when you're somewhere, you know, where you're in the same place at the same time, like stuck in line somewhere with someone <laughs> and they're really shy and they don't talk. And it's like, yeah. awkward. we don't have that problem. Yeah. So yeah, they're, definitely they're very outgoing people for sure. And uh, yeah, awesome. like I said, yeah, I'm excited to talk to you guys in general. I'm certainly excited to talk about one particular story. You already know what I'm talking about um that you guys uh created you created a story that was really awesome and a, a video that that you produced from it that's uh it's just so cool I'm, ex- I'm looking forward to that we'll get to that later but before we get to that we're going to talk about you guys in general and and to go through our, our our coaster time machine and talk about your fear journeys and i know brian you have a very interesting fear journey and we'll get to that uh but before we get to that let's just start off with our kind of freebie starter question not that you guys really need that But um, I know you guys, but our audience doesn't necessarily. So just each of you, tell us about yourselves and your love of parks and coasters.
2: I mean, so my love for coasters has started very recently, like a little over a year ago, because I was deathly terrified of these things. But I've really grown to just, like, become totally obsessed with these rides. And it's like, I just want to go out there and ride every single coaster just get all these experiences. And it's such a thrilling experience, just strapping in, being in the station, you get that atmosphere, the the like, the like restraint walking and all the, the people around you talking and stuff, people looking scared, people getting off the ride, just smiling. And it's just all around such an amazing experience. It's like, it's always so exciting. Even if I do the same thing over and over and over again, it's always it's just awesome. such a great time.
1: Yeah. yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah, like, I mean, yeah, and I, you can tell how excited you are about it. And again, probably a part of it is because it's so new for you that you have yeah. this, this this new thing. And, and and I know that, you know, and through your father and your brother, you you know, you kind of seen them maybe experience some of the stuff and now you're finally are, which is really yeah. cool. And Yeah. So speaking of, so James, so you're the father. So what about your story? I mean, I'm
3: guessing it's not just been a year now for you enjoying coasters, you know, well, how's it been for you? No, you know, my my journey started similar, though. I was afraid of roller coasters. I couldn't get on them. And we grew up in SoCal, you know, so yeah. uh, going to Disneyland uh, was easy, but I still never went on Space Mountain. I wouldn't go on Matterhorn. I would go on the Big Thunder because it wasn't a coaster for me. It was, a, it was a train. So I would go on that, you know, but it wasn't, <laughs> it wasn't until Roller Coaster Tycoon came out that I was like, you know, this is fun. And then I started <laughs> like, building some rides i'm like okay okay this kind of looked I, I built something that looked like ghost rider i'm like okay maybe i could do ghost rider and it wasn't until a girl and i, know I was in high school that she wanted to go on ghost rider and i'm like oh my god like you're standing you in my shirt oh, you know? <laughs> yeah this is a podcast but you know we're <laughs> seeing each other recording here in zoom i'm wearing my ghost rider shirt today so Props for Ghost Rider. Sorry, Ghost didn't... Awful. But like, you know, you're sitting in that plaza with that fountain right there, looking at Ghost Rider's lift hill. And I know it just goes over B- Beach Boulevard, but like I I don't know. Like I'm I'm too afraid to go on it. But it was a girl that made me go on it and I didn't want to chicken out. So I'm like, all right, well, I'll go. And it was awful. It was terrible. Terrible. I hated it but it wasn't until then a couple months later it's like all right well we have another event to go to and this time it's at magic mountain i'm like dude i can't get out of this <laughs> so I go to magic mountain and i ride colossus and i'm like dude colossus is pretty chill like i just went on this ghost Rider is worse than this and i went on colossus and i'm like this is great and that was it i started going on everything i went once i hit goliath i was like i could do anything
2: yeah and that
3: was right. so right. so as brian grew up as soon as he hit the height limit for the Matterhorn, which is pretty low, uh, it's like a grandfathered height requirement there. Um, I took him on, and he hated it. Yeah, it was awful. <laughs> he cried, and I'm like, "All right, all right, all right. I'll wait until he's tall enough to go on Big Thunder Mountain. That's that he'll love that one for sure." Took him on Big Thunder. Like maybe he was five years old. Hated it. <laughs> hated. It. Oh gosh. So then I just stopped trying yeah. because my wife yelled at me. She told me I'm traumatizing the kids. <laughs> and, we moved, and we moved to Washington, which is like roller coaster w- desert. You know, there's right, a lot of it out there, there too. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah. So it, it, it's like Thunder Thunderhawk, I think Timberhawk. Yeah. It's all right. But and like, I don't you know what's funny is he spoke about
2: um roller coaster tycoon, and I would play roller coaster tycoon to build these roller coasters. And I would build like the most terrifying looking like death machines that I thought these things were. He'd look at them and be like, that's so stupid. That's like not realistic at all. <laughs> and now that I look will look back at some of my old planet coaster or um roller coaster tycoon creations like on my phone, and it'll be like the most like janky looking airtime <laughs> hills I've ever seen. It's so funny. Yeah. But that was like my way of like bonding with him and enjoying mm-hmm. roller coasters yeah While i yeah, didn't let yeah. them Is what's through that game
3: but then once we decided okay we're moving to florida we started looking on youtube like povs and we saw like the coaster ad and the icebreaker ad and i'm like oh dude well you know we, we could possibly do this and he was like maybe i'll give it a shot and povs are deceiving yes they are.
2: mako's drop Looks like nothing on the POV. So he showed me Mako at SeaWorld. And I'm like, oh, that's a piece of cake. I could do that. And I get there in person and I'm just like, that thing is massive. Yeah. It's just towering over the entire park. I saw it from the parking lot.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. POVs, so I was just talking to a friend of mine about this. They're also deceiving because you, they don't, you don't feel the ride forces, which are yep. everything. I mean, they're not yeah. literally everything. There's theming and there's visuals and audio yep. And yep. But you know the wind and the weather, whatever you know. But the exci- you know, plus the emotions. But but you know the the ride forces are huge. So yeah. the have them. But yeah. So it's interesting. You guys both have you know similar journeys. Of course, different you know periods of time, different places, and all that. But interesting. So yeah, it sounds like I think you maybe answered this question from Brian already. But just in case, what was the very first coaster that each of you rode?
2: Yeah. So that was the Matterhorn for me.
1: It was you. Okay. It was the Matterhorn. Yeah. And that yeah. was yeah
2: that was rough i remember that yeti in there traumatizing me i was like That'd be
3: so <laughs> he's so scary. Well, honestly he was probably like four years old <laughs> wow four years I mean, old
2: we have old pictures of me on like the log flume at Knotts, and everyone's having fun and i'm in the front with like a face of pure terror <laughs>
1: <laughs> now yeah my my first coaster was a disney coaster as well at four years old it was space mountain here in florida and I don't remember much about it, but I remember being afraid, and I only remember loading in the station. That's all I have memories of now. But my parents, I think, said I was pretty afraid. But you know, things have changed, obviously. Uh, so okay, so the Matterhorn for you, which yeah, that's a literally a rough coaster yeah. and pretty scary too for Disney right, because of the because of the yeti. Yeah, that's that's a pretty good point. But wow historic coaster though for sure.
0: Yeah, for, sure. So, yeah, so, for
3: sure yeah so what about you James what was your first coaster what was it was it, was
0: it, it had to have been Big
3: Thunder Mountain Big it Thunder had Mountain it had, okay. had to have been Big Thunder Mountain because I wouldn't go on Matterhorn mm-hmm. and I remember distinctly my father trying to talk me into go, going into Space Mountain and I couldn't go in there because I couldn't see what was in there
2: well Space Mountain was the first coaster I think I enjoyed
0: because
2: hmm. then wow. after riding Space Mountain I retried Big Thunder and I ended up liking Matterhorn and I was able to do those Disney rides. You, you but space you. was fun. You
3: always do that. I don't know if we're going out of turn here, but like. No, that's okay. Yeah. There was, in 2016, we take, took a vacation to Florida to see family. We went to Busch Gardens. Mm, it was yeah. July. I had never sweat more than that. Day. <laughs> it must have been 110 degrees. <laughs> it was awful. I was sweating out of places I didn't know I had. And. I buy the quick queue because I'm like, there's zero percent chance I'm gonna be stuck in a line with a bunch of sweaty people, so I'm <laughs> buying for everybody. I didn't care how much it was, and it was a lot, right? And yeah. I, That's um, nice. and I bought it for Brian, and he didn't go on a single coaster. Finally, Uh-oh. I talked him into going on Scorpion, and I'm like, dude, you don't want to go on this. This is literally like rough compared to everything else, yeah. And I went on Scorpion, he did okay because well, but- it was the least intimidating, but
2: now I realize like that you don't want to take someone who's afraid of coasters on a super rough ride, even if no. it's the smallest coaster yeah. in the park. Right. Like, and
1: yet you're, yeah. And yet your dad takes you on Matterhorn for your first coaster. Right.
2: <laughs> well, I mean, because like, then later at the end of that trip, I was Dude. in tears, mm-hmm. but we got
3: on cheetah hunt and it, oh, it was really like yeah. 10 minutes before the park closed. He only gone on scorpion and the log ride. Like <laughs> that was, <laughs> and we lapped those and we lapped it
2: like a lot. Like, Five times. And then finally, 20. I talked
3: him into, dude, just go on Cheetah Hunt. You're going to like it. I promise you, you're going <laughs> to like it. He goes on I it and crying. he's crying at the end. And I'm thinking I traumatized him again. And he's like, dude, I loved it. And I just feel so stupid that I didn't ride more earlier. And I was like, well, don't feel stupid, but like, you missed out on a good day. <laughs> yeah. Um. So, there is
1: now, now do you consider your brother? Is he considered part of the Zooter Loopers team as well? Oh, yeah. oh most definitely. Most, okay. Yep. Okay. So there's most a third definitely. member. Now he's not part of the interview. I know he's a little more shy, but uh, Brian, Derek, he's your younger brother, right? Yep. Yep. Okay. I how many, how many down. years younger is he than you? Three or four. Four. Three and a half.
2: around that frame.
1: Okay. And so, but how, like. When did he get, he's taller than you, right? I think I could <laughs> yes. right? okay. no, I know. Right. So Brian, okay. Just a quick aside, because I'm always curious about stuff like this, because I'm i an only child. So okay. I have, and you know, and some, you know, a lot of families, it's, a, it's a, a son and a daughter, but you guys have, you know, it's two sons, it's two brothers. Yeah. So you, and you know, and you've already told me some things, you know, off the air, Brian, that make me think that this is going to be an interesting question to ask you. So, do you have a rivalry with him? Is there kind of like that kind of stuff? Or?
2: <laughs> you
1: know, we definitely take like jabs at each other for sure.
2: Like we're constantly like just—I wouldn't say arguing because it's not like a, a a mean-spirited arguing, but it's kind right. of just like, trying to take little nudges at each other here at home.
3: I'll—I'll I'll give you this, Andrew. Um, Derek is fearless he's been on accelerator yeah. and several coasters that brian hasn't been on right, derek right. will. there when derek found out that montezuma's revenge is getting an all-news track system he's like is that a new credit because i don't want him to get the credit that i have so, <laughs> yeah so
2: i mean there's definitely a bit of a rivalry it's more of a friendly rivalry right but okay. like yeah.
1: And, yeah. And, he, and he yeah how long is How, like, what age did he become taller than you? Or has he always been taller than you?
2: That's, that happened, like, this year.
3: Yeah, over the last, like, year or two. Oh, okay, so it's a recent thing. It's a recent thing. I
2: was in denial of it for a long time. I'm like, oh, it's because the shoes you're wearing. It's like, they're not your soles. Yeah, your hair. No, it's, it's real. It's because you're wearing a hat. (laughs) He's taller than me. That's
1: That's too funny. funny. That's too funny. Now, actually, you brought up a good point. What is the difference in credit count? right now between you and and, and your brother, Brian? So I am the lowest one out of all three shooters.
3: Of course, yeah. I'm at, am I at 63? You're only four below him. I think he just hit, I think I'm at 63. I I have
1: to check, I have a spreadsheet. (laughs) And so is it Derek's goal for him to always have more credits than you? Is that kind of the idea? He wants to always stay ahead of Brian.
2: I wanna try and surpass him this summer.
1: Right. But see, Brian, you have a secret weapon because you might be shorter than him, but you're you're older than him. Exactly. You'll get your driver's license four years before him and be able to go places without him. Mm-hmm. And yeah, probably already thinking this. Yeah. Right.
3: OK. OK, right. so we've talked about this, but like yeah. I like to instigate a little bit. Uh-huh. I bet you I too, told, <laughs> so I told Derek, don't worry if he ever goes to a park that you didn't go to, we'll go to one with the equal co- coaster count. <laughs> Oh, no, you really <laughs> instigating. Because I also cannot let him ever beat me. <laughs> okay, so I'm going to guess
1: also that your mom, James, your wife, rolls her eyes a lot at you guys.
3: Oh, yeah. A lot, but she does have the second most credits in this house. <laughs> oh, okay. Because <laughs> she has all the California rides.
1: <laughs> right, there's a lot out there. Yeah, yeah, wow. Yep. Fun. That's fun. Okay. All right. Well, that was a fun little uh, digression there. So let, let's let's talk about your fear journeys because obviously you guys have some stories here. Yes. So you know whoever wants to go first, and because we'll, I want to go through each of you. So for each of you, which is the coaster that intimidated or scared you the most up to this point in your life, and what you know what was it?
2: I think that was probably Mako because I mean there were ones along the way like Accelerator that terrified me never got to ride those back when pillar's plunge was still at knots you know i saw yeah. that hovering over that was good and he rode that, that was i'm jealous stuff. now but like <laughs> yeah mako was the biggest one for me because i was in the mindset like i am gonna conquer this fear you know going through right. life at world then i build myself up to that point and i'm standing there we're we're eating and we made the mistake of eating right before and i made myself sick to my stomach before riding that I'm just staring at it, and I ate too much. I felt like I was gonna puke. It, oh, it was, no. it was really intimidating. I did not want to go on. I and mean, there have been so many times where I had like gotten right up there to the station, mainly in California. I'd get up, and then I'd just walk right across. And I was, I was thinking of doing that, walking right across, waiting for them to ride. And be like, I'll do it another day, but I. Wow. I I rode that one, and yeah, that was crazy. But I
3: think that was the one that got you over the hump. That was because right, after, right. That,
2: yeah,
1: yeah, that makes sense. Usually, the one that you're most scared of, not always, but usually that's the one that does kind of ha- where you have your breakthrough. So yeah. let, let's let's kind of talk through your fear journey. We'll kind of take you to the next couple of questions, and then we will come back to you and do the same with you. So just kind of make it more continuous. I've done I've done several interviews with multiple people like this, mm-hmm. and. I think this is a better way to do it. So we'll, 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 cause it's kind of a series of questions, but so, okay. So Brian, you mentioned Mako and then, you know, some of the things you guys were saying earlier, I was already thinking about this Talking about scorpion might be one that would be safer for you and all that. So I'm guessing your trigger, Brian, or at least was, was heights, right?
2: Yes. That was my biggest thing was the drop. And every time I would go on one of those drops, I don't feel this anymore, but when I would ride coasters, like younger and when I was afraid of them it the best way to explain it is like you know when you're watching a cartoon and the character like looks down a drop and like it extends
1: you know, right, like right right right
2: like a little thing that's how it felt and it felt like I was like whoa like watching the, the ground just the drop just never end and that was really like that was my biggest thing was that initial drop because after that everything was fun it was all good I was Smooth sailing. Yeah. But, um, you know yeah. That initial yeah, that, drop was what got me every time. Yeah.
1: That totally makes sense. That really makes sense. So, you mentioned something else earlier that we haven't really talked much about on the show. So, kind of when I pick up on these things, I try to talk about a little bit. You talked about, you know, at SeaWorld, you were building yourself up to Mako. Yeah. You know, the tallest there. And I think that's another sign of someone that, you know, may like the parks, but isn't a thusy isn't someone that's fearless versus fearless because I remember when I was younger, you know, before I was a Thuzy, I'd go to parks. My parents would take me, I'd go with friends, whatever. You know, I would always build myself up and there's a lot of coasters back that I wouldn't go on. My fear was inversions. So I would skip a lot of, you know, well, and and when I was a kid, you know, I was growing up in the eighties, there weren't as many inverted coasters because that was kind of like the first decade of really of coasters having inversions for the most part. Um, so there's still a lot more wooden coasters and you know mine trains and things like that but anyway I would skip a lot of the the inversions uh, all the inversion yeah all the inverted coasters for a while but then even once I broke my fear and I consider myself becoming a Thusie once I broke my fear but I was still kind of early on and I would still do the thing where I'd build things up but like over the past like five years like since I've become like Oh, I coined another term, being a super thoozy, you know, like really involved in the community and, you know, you're doing a podcast and media days and going all over the world and everything. Um, now it's not like I'm not going to build, I'm not going to go on the kiddie coaster first. I'm not going to go on the mind train. I'm going to go on like the, the you know, I'm going to write Taron first. I'm going to ride Fury first. Exactly. Because the way I think about it is I want to ride it more than once. And what happens if it goes down? And so it, it's total mind shift. So, do you guys kind of have that too, where it's like you're not building up anymore? You're just going for the best yeah. one first? Most definitely.
2: Um, like when we went to SeaWorld for that first time, thankfully Manta was closed because if I had ridden that first, that would have traumatized me. That would have. Oh, yeah, the heights. Yeah. The
1: yeah. yeah.
2: That yeah. the loop is like nothing I've ever been on before.
1: <laughs> That's like, right I'm because kind of you've not ridden Tatsu yet. But, yeah, James, no. you have. I have lost my phone. <laughs> sorry brian i'm
2: sorry (laughs) oh you're good um but i started with atlantis did crack and and then mako was what i i like finished on that was the the top and so i I definitely did build myself up we just recently went to uh north carolina for carol yes yes um fury was the fifth coaster we rode he needed to hit a hundred, so he's like, "We got to write some other ones first. <laughs> oh, and he, wanted, like, to hit
1: he missed. Yeah, it's one It's
2: 101. <laughs> I
1: did miss Curler is a hundred. Oh no! <laughs> See, that's what you get for. Do- yeah, and I do the same thing. Like when I'm I'm hitting a milestone at a given park, I'll do things in a certain order. Like like speaking of Carolines, uh, I I don't normally celebrate non centennial milestones, but I and I've talked about this in the podcast before. But just to mention you guys real quick. I had this like epiphany light bulb come on, you know, it happens sometimes for me in life. And I think it was like literally when I got to Carol the day before and the first time I went there, David was with me. And I'm like, wait a second. I'm going to hit my 325th coaster.
3: Oh, be
1: I So yeah. I, I oriented it that way, you know, so that was pretty, that was pretty fun. Uh, only time I've celebrated a non centennial milestone, but yeah. That's so cool. that, So yeah, definitely do that sort of thing when I'm hitting a milestone. So All right. So Brian, so fear of heights, Mako really intimidated you. So how did you feel when you got off of Mako that first time?
2: So that was the first time I've ridden the coaster that's like really gotten to me. Cause even the ones in Washington, it was like, you know what? But I can do this. I've ridden other coasters this height. I I can do it. I got it. Even Cheetah Hunt. I'm like, okay, this is only 20 feet taller. And that's the thing I would do is I would look at the stats, be like, okay, 20 feet taller. That's nothing, you know?
1: Right. it's going
2: so after Mako, that was something I've never done before. And that height was, like, way new. And so I felt so accomplished with myself and so, like, just proud of myself for being able to not only face that fear, but now, like, the, my first reaction was, let's do it again. And I'm sure a lot of people can react to that, but I wanted to, like, cycle through that ride. A million times.
1: Right. No, that's great. And and I, I don't want to dismiss something that really good uh piece of advice that you shared there, which I don't think people have uh, anyone's mentioned before. You know, this could be almost your your answer to our question that you know we have towards the end about what advice you can give those who are listening, but you're, you're kind of rationale, you're approaching things logically, which we've heard people talk about before. I try to do that too, to rationalize fear and, and to minimize the effect of fear. But in terms of the logic you use, well, hey, I've been on this and this other one that i have not written yet. I'm about to ride. It's only ten feet taller. It's only it's only you know five miles an hour faster, or someone that's afraid of inversions. Only got one more loop than the ones I've done, or you know, or it only has one loop. Like David, you know, he, he his big one was was going on California Screamin', and he was afraid of inversions. Well, that's the perfect coaster, you know, to go on as your you know you know as your first coaster because it only has one inversion i mean there are very few coasters that only have one inversion like even your your schwarzkopf shuttle loops or you know the old arrow loops you'd go through and forwards and backwards so it's still kind of yeah. like two loops you know two inversions but or even the corkscrews they've got you know corkscrew loop you know that kind of thing but yeah. uh anyway so yeah i love how you rationalize and that that's great oh, sure. so so, okay, so you, you felt great, which is very common, you know, feel accomplished, you're not, you know, you don't feel bad because you gave in, you chickened out, you felt good because you you, compl- you conquered your fears, yeah. and, you know, how did riding Mako, conquering your fears, how did that impact your life?
2: Well, it's because it, I knew, like, by looking at the stats, it was the, one of the tallest in Florida at the time, now Iron tops that by a whopping six feet, but, uh, <laughs> right, but, I, I knew, like, okay, if I do this, you know, I was an enthusiast. I, I still knew all the stats and all the coasters worldwide. There's only so many coasters that beat 200.
1: Right, right. Yeah, and, there's, yeah. there's probably maybe 50 of them in the world, maybe. Not I too many.
2: Maybe and maybe riding, Fury, riding Fury reassured that, like, because I was, I was terrified getting onto Fury. That fear was coming back. And I sit down. We're going up the lift. And we, whenever we rode a new coaster and I was trying to get rid of the fear, on any b and thankfully Florida's full of them, we would always do what we call safety seating. <laughs> okay. Him and my brother would always sit on the edges. I would always get the middle seat because I wouldn't feel, like, brave enough to sit on the edge. So my oh. first theory, I'm like, let me get the edge this time. I got the nice. edge on the opposite side of the catwalk, too. I wanted to, like, get oh. that fear and just punch it in the face. So <laughs> Nice
1: nice and so, that and that is something that happens is once we break our fears not only are we you know not having them anymore but we're yeah. like we, we become brazen in a good way in a yeah no it's way. like
2: okay yeah. i've done this yeah. before
1: yeah but let me just do it
2: again just 125 feet bigger and it's right funny, going up that lift i'm like you know what i can't really tell the difference from this in Mako, honestly uh going yeah up, it, but like going up the lift it's mm-hmm. like you know what i can do this and before yeah, the, went down the drop, I was
1: hands up. The difference is, and I, I haven't timed it, um, actually, a good friend of mine who, I say this almost every interview, you know, my my, my token, I, and and, I'm, and it's not a token thing, it's it's legitimate, and literally this person is on my list, um, I, you know, someone I need to have on the podcast, you're on my list if you're listening, Raptor Joe. Raptor Joe would be the perfect person, I don't know if you guys know her, if you've met her, um you, you she's called raptor joke she used to work raptor at cedar point she worked oh. mako for years at SeaWorld. uh she lives in orlando she's a good friend of mine I just saw her last week she's she's great she's awesome uh you guys need to meet her you would love her um she she loves fury is her number one but mako is her baby you might have heard of her she's the person that has over like four thousand rides on mako
2: oh uh, okay
1: yeah she's pretty famous yeah. for that so she worked Mako. She's been on Mako many times. She's been on Fury many times. It's her number one. She she makes multiple pilgrimages per year up to Carowinds. Yeah. So the question I would ask, and she would know the answer immediately, is okay, so obviously Fury's lift hills longer. Yeah. But Fury's lift hills faster. So I bet Much faster. I bet. That one kind, of over, like one kind of over, one kind of compensates for the other, almost maybe almost exactly. That the length of time you're on the lift hill of each of them is pretty similar. I bet.
3: Yeah, it,
2: it's about oh. the same. Yeah, it I can see about you know the same. The same.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, now, Brian, you were starting to say something. I just want to clarify. When you first rode uh, Fury, which is just like what a couple of weeks ago here. Yeah. You said you were worried you were going to get afraid. Is that is that well, how you put it?
2: I, I was afraid and. You were afraid. We okay. a, yeah, we actually made a video just about that. It, it's like oh. it, my face, the thumbnail is my face, like right up close. I look really stupid. <laughs> it says <laughs> this, like 300 plus foot coaster made me scared of roller coasters again. Yeah, he really was
3: afraid again.
2: Yeah, that, that fear. Like he re- yeah. took a step back. That fear tapped bit. back in. And it's just because it's like, okay, well, I've conquered 200 feet and I've done quasi and and Shikra and Mako, you know, it's like I've I've done all these two hundred footers. I could take a two hundred foot drop anytime. I could do it with my eyes closed.
1: Right, right, but, um, right.
2: Which riding the coaster with your eyes closed, it's much more scarier I, I, than yes. riding with your eyes yeah, like, open. Do yeah, you I don't know where you're I'm going. Sorry. You don't
1: know what's happening. Yeah,
2: a lot of people like close their eyes on the drop when they're scared.
1: I don't agree with That's that. Bad,
2: don't bad that. idea. not do I don't think <laughs>
1: it's a good idea. There. Yeah. I, 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 For um, kind of beer. Yeah, I agree with that.
2: Yeah. It was just like uncharted territory for me. And that was what scared me because it's like, I'm doing this all over again.
1: Right. Right. So, okay. So I got to ask. Yeah. So do you still feel that Mako is the one that scared you the most? I believe so.
2: Yes. Because that entire ride, I think I was scared. Like I was not holding on. The only time I let go of my restraint was after the turnaround. Like after the five seconds there at Town Hill. Right, bicycle, right, right, um, right, That was when I let go of my restraint. Fury, I had my hands up before I went down the drop. Yeah.
1: Okay, and you had your hands up the first ride the whole way through? Yes. Okay, that's another thing that I, and I've talked about this before. And not everyone, you know, not everyone's a hands-up rider. Most thusies are, but there's nothing wrong if you don't. But over the past, again, it's been about five years since I called myself to be a super thusie, you know, whatever that term you want to use that I've been on my first ride on a coaster. I just did on Air Force One. I just rode that for the first time. You know, I put my hands up. Steel Benches put my hands up first time. Uh, Velocicoaster, I couldn't. And I don't think, I've ever talked about this before. So I've mentioned before that my first rides on Velocicoaster, along with a bunch of friends of mine, Mark Martinez, Austin from Amusement Insider, Kalen. of course you guys know Kalen. You know, all of us, we rode Velocicoaster as part of a filming for Universal in April of 2021 before the ride opened. And you do... What's that? You can see Mark in the
2: background of the- Oh yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: It's really funny. Yeah, because we, we ride them, you know. When you do these filmings, I've done a bunch of them. You ride the coasters a bunch of times, like it's like ERT, but like only like maybe one one of those rides gets featured in a commercial, you know, or, or you know, and so it's who's on the train and what part of the train they use. It's all because we're not as despite what you know Mark might say because he's a jokester, he's hilarious, you know. It the the people that are being filmed are not really us, you know, us us enthusiast riders it's the talent that's up front in row one and you know that sort of thing but anyways but yeah we when you do filmings and have you guys done I'm not talking about media days have you done like seat filling filmings like that so the thing that really sucks about them and I, I I still love them I enjoy them they're great is parks pretty much every park out there sort of a safety conscious thing not that it really would help you god forbid the restraints failed but they want you not with your hands up. They want you holding the restraint. I noticed that when
2: we went to the Aeronautica Landing Media Day. Yeah. It's natural for me to put my hands up and getting on one of the flat rides. They're like, okay, you have to hold on to the restraint. Oh, there you go.
1: There you go. Yeah. And
2: yeah. It, it was It was like interesting. interesting too because I'm like, man, that sucks because mm. uh, it was that – that like little, what's that ride called? It, it, it
3: was called the air racers. And oh, like, the Zamperla with the yeah.
2: planes.
1: Yeah. That down. yeah, yeah, yeah. The yeah little yeah,
2: planes yeah. and it stalls yeah. you out there. And I would just right. love to like dangle. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. And I think in the, probably why they have people do that is they want, because they, they, you know, let's face it, parks want to have as many people enjoy the parks as possible. You know, it's part of the business, you know, and, and selling tickets. So for people that are scared, they want to show people, okay, this is how you hold on to their strengths. You know, there's something yeah. to hold on to. You. It's a reassurance, you know, that sort of thing. That's yeah. probably why they do it. But in any case, okay, so so you were, you felt less afraid on Fury, but, you know, I'm assuming you guys rode Fury more than once when you were up there, oh, right? Yeah. Oh, definitely. Okay. Five times, so, five times, yeah. And it was so cool. Did,
2: you were the last train of the day.
1: Oh, nice. Nice. Yeah. So did you feel any fear on the second and, you know, subsequent rides?
2: No, I didn't. Not at all. Um, it was just I, I tapped like I got the adrenaline rush and I, I tapped back into my normal self is like,
0: I just right. want to go on
2: this as many times. <laughs> they yelled at me right. for speed walking. They're like, no running. And I'm like, oh, my bad. And then I'm speed walking. And I hear the ride operator go, he's still running.
1: <laughs> <laughs> now, at this point in time, there's what one, maybe two, but at least here in the US, only one operational coaster. Well, no, technically two. Uh, well, technically three if you count both tracks. So Superman Ultimate Escape in uh, yeah. in Magic Mountain, the two tracks there. Uh, that you know that is a coaster. It is a yeah. coaster. Uh, and then of course Kingda Ka, and then Top Dragster. I'm sure will be 400 plus when it's reopened. So uh, are, are you know those you've not ridden any of those yet, right? Right, Brian?
2: I've not. I haven't even ridden any other gigas. So I think like getting on specifically Millennium Force and I305. Because it's a new lift system that I'm not used yeah. to. I'm not I'm not used to going up a lift. The elevator lift, fast.
1: yeah. Yeah. So are you concerned you might still have a little bit of fear on, on some of these rides? or A
2: little bit, definitely. Yeah. Especially King De Ka and Dragster. Um, right. right. I'll be afraid of Superman, but no, he aren't. tells me that that's forceless.
3: So I think it... it'll be like, yeah, it doesn't, uh, you won't even. It doesn't even go all the way up anymore. Well, so I'll be yeah. afraid
2: in line, like watching it do its thing, and then like okay, once I did. get on
3: and I actually experience it, I think it'll just be like, oh, okay. The coolest part of Superman is walking around it and yeah. hearing it. Oh, the la- I love the sound. Oh, it's, it's, it's like
1: amazing. a jet taking off. It's like a <laughs> jet. <taking off.
3: laughs> yes, it is. It's amazing. Yeah,
1: yeah, it's a really cool sound. Like Intamin has their LSM. Well, and that's a limb, but their modern LSMs. Like especially Taryn Velocicoaster, they sound amazing, but it's a different okay. sound. And I like I've not seen any other coaster sound like Superman does. It's it's no. I've been out of the limbs, but yeah, yeah. So I would claim to you, Brian, and you'll have to come back to me in I'm hoping and guessing a few years. Okay. Uh, we, we don't talk much about rumors. On, I'm funny, I was just talking to a friend about this on the on the phone. Actually, it was David, I think I was talking about this. Um, yeah, it was last night. Um There are rumors, I am not going to say which park, but it's uh, one here in the Southeast sort of uh, is rumored to be getting a T-Rex, you know, and uh, maybe 500 feet or, you know, so, so, you know, I'm, I'm, or, you know, maybe it's a few years and it's going to be Falcon's flight, you know, maybe it's a swing launch, or maybe (laughs) it's a drag, but I'm going to guess that, you know, as you hit more of these 300 and the 400 feet ones you're gonna because you're you're new you're a fairly new enthusiast it's been a year now you know and we talk about fear being like strength training and so you've not maybe done enough of it yet where you've totally knocked out the fear you're you're, you've done it for the most part you know you really have conquered it but you've still got vestiges of it there so i would bet by the time you get to ride something like a falcons flight or a top dragster, you know, next year top dragster, you know, whatever it's going to be now. That you're just, you're going to start having not having fear anymore on these taller ones and you know things like that. You're, yeah. you're almost there. It sounds like you're almost there. So yeah, I think I'm like one,
2: one more ride away from him. Like yeah. like it's got to be King to Collar Dragster, and I think it's just hands up without like even thinking twice. Yeah. You know
1: yeah. Yeah, to me, there's something very liberating about putting your hands up yeah. the whole time for the first time you ride a ride,
3: you know? Oh, it's just, for sure. It's like, it's like the ultimate, like, I'm not afraid, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It, but it's that moment that, like, I could already see myself sitting there for King the Cobb because, I, you know, you, you almost yeah. envision it beforehand and I'm not really afraid, but I know I'm going to feel nervous. Yeah. And I could already, see myself, like, having to decide, in that launch track, you know, like, all right, I'm holding on, mm-hmm. I'm on King Nakai, see it, am I going to do it? Yeah. Am I going to do it? You know? Yeah. And I, I did that also with, uh, with Fury. Yep. Because it's like, dude, the second it starts taking you up, I'm like, oh crap, like this is actually happening. Yeah. And then I'm like, I'm holding it. And it's like, all right. And you know how I am. Like, I, I, I kind of like, I like the airtime, but I might give it an extra click every now and then. I have. And this dude pushes down on my restraint. I'm a father. What do you
1: want me to do? Like I know. Yeah, it's really- <laughs> it means he loves you, Brian. It's good. He it, you know, if he didn't care about
3: you, he'd be like, "Oh, leave it up." You know. Yeah, just- I still gave you airplanes. I still gave you. <laughs> Pushed your- down two clicks. <laughs> 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 but like that moment for me on Fury, it's like, all right, screw it. You know, yeah. an- <laughs> where you finally realize, all right, I'm not afraid. Yeah, I, I just got to do it. yeah well i i ended up getting to the point where i'm telling myself
2: i know i'm gonna like this Mm -hmm. so despite what my fear is telling me i'm gonna enjoy this so and yeah if you've ever drove from the airport to carowinds yep when we saw fury over like just towering over the interstate Uh oh yeah i were driving and it showed
3: up and it was like we saw and we were like Dude, no way, no way. That's actually Fury, right? And then we got closer. I'm like, holy crap, that is Fury. It, it was massive. So that I've never yeah. seen that before.
2: What yeah. that shocked me how big it was and how you could just see it from so far yeah. away, towering over. That's what's gonna scare me about those 400 footers. It was like Yeah. Man, now, I okay, I got
1: me. I got one more question for you, Brian. Then I want to talk about James's fear journey. So, Brian, have you been to Holiday World yet?
2: <sighs> man. <laughs> We just missed
1: Hollywood Nights too and yeah. that was your fault. Oh, that would be so I great wish. if you guys could come this year. There's so many so many awesome friends are going to be there. I'm so excited yeah. to be going. Yeah, it's going to be I, part of the big road trip I'm doing. Yeah. Yeah.
2: I have not gone to Hollywood Nights, but I know the Voyage has inspired a lot of wooden coasters I've built on Planet Coaster.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, nice. And, I mean and and not only is it relentless and, you know, one of the most intense coasters, not just wooden coasters, intense coasters. Yeah. period you know to me it's the i305 of wooden coasters oh um, love man yeah i mean I, i've actually never thought about that i j- literally just thought that right talking to you guys <laughs> never said that before but it really is and but it's very tall i mean it's one of the tallest wooden coasters and it's got that you know it's a wooden coaster and it's not lightning rod so it's got a slow lift hill you know there's no such thing as a really a fast wooden coaster lift hill so yeah. i'd be curious to see you know that's another one that might be one to test, you know, have you really conquered all the all that fear out of you yet? But um, yeah, it's such a great coaster. Yeah, yeah. Hopefully you guys can make Hollywood Nights next year. Next so year. It's, it's we won't that.
2: One. Most, most definitely. next. Such
1: year. a great event. Such a great event. Such a great event. Okay. Well, thanks, Brian. Really interesting fear journey there. And I'm really glad
3: you-
1: <laughs> conquered fury. So now it's your turn, James. So which coaster is the one that scared you the most?
3: Uh, you know, outside of that Ghost Rider incident and then co- conquering Six Flags Magic Mountain in the late 90s, yeah, yeah. it has to be X2 or X at the time when X. Right. Because at that time, it almost seemed like all the coasters were like one being named with an X. So it was like accelerator and X came out and they were all kind of <laughs> at the same time. But like I don't think vertical drops were like really happening in mass no. until then. Yeah. And so X2, you know, I watched it online go go up and getting to the park. And dude, I don't know if you've seen it, but like you turn off the freeway, and as you turn into the parking lot, X2 yeah. is right it's there. Right. Oh yeah. And it's yeah. like Oh, like it's the it is staring you in the face and yeah. that's i'm like there's nothing i could do like i gotta go on that and it looks intimidating as all hell even more so now because it used to look a little clowny yeah, yeah it was like <laughs> it silly well, like
2: was but, pink and yellow or something but, hey, it was weird but now
3: you know x2 with black you know it, it looks good anyways black, yeah. um but taking you up backwards was so frightening for me because you didn't know when the end yeah. was. Yeah. yeah. And I mean, so it had to have been X. X was just the scariest thing I think I've ever gone on. And just, oh my God. Yeah. What, what is that Right? Like, it's unbelievable.
2: Well, adding on yeah. to what you said about the vertical drop, it's like vertical drops weren't really happening. Let alone a vertical drop where you're like spinning around and doing all sorts of crazy
3: things.
1: Okay. Yeah, that's true.
3: Okay. But hear me out on this though, because I would ride, um, you know, I would ride roller coasters. Right. And once the vertical drops came out, I was super afraid of vertical drops, you know, 90 degrees down. I can't believe this. You know, you get the marketing gets to you. And then I ride it X was crazy, but like, like uh, not um, accelerator, dude, that was the funnest ride I've ever ridden in my life. That was amazing. (laughs) And that drop, was vertical and it didn't feel bad. Yeah. And I'm like, dude, I will take a vertical drop over a steep drop any day because for some reason I think, and maybe it's just me, but like if I, if it's steep, then I'm going to feel it more. But like the vertical drop, I almost feel like my back is being pushed up against the seat and I actually feel less of those butterfly feelings in the stomach. Yeah. So, so-
1: yeah. So yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think we never thought about this before, but it's yeah, kind of maybe the physics of it. And of course, with X, it's a little different because the ride vehicles. But at least with X, with that vertical drop and how the ride vehicles are, because how they rotate to face straight down, the your body is sort of, it, it's perpendicular to the drop, mm-hmm. like almost perfectly. So yeah. you kind of feel the forces uniquely across your body. Yeah. versus when you go down in a, an angle drop in a, in a regular kind of train, you know, you're, 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 you're not, it, the forces of, of affect you differently. You're yeah. Your body you're still wants to come out. Yeah. 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 So there is a different force effect. That's really interesting. I've thought about that before. Yeah. So for you, James, is it the same for you as it was for Brian? Is it the, the,
3: the heights, the drop, is that kind of, uh, the heights, the drops, for sure, um, it was the heights and the drops. But like I said, very similar to Brian, and you know, I think we had pretty similar experiences, just in different generations. You know, I would I would go look at the stat lines. Like, okay, so yeah. Ghost Rider is one hundred and fifteen feet or whatever I don't know. And then you know, Colossus was like one twenty five or something like that. I'm like, all right, that's not that bad. And you know, I rode that and it's super old, and I was like, wow, that's like lame compared to this. And then I rode like, and then I rode like Revolution, and I'm like, wow, that was super lame. And I'm like, then we ride out Ninja, and I'm like, Ninja, this is bro, this
2: is roller coaster. these are just 100% fun. Good job, never getting us invited back to or never getting us invited to any Six Flags Magic, not <laughs> just don't, like.
3: A bunch I, of their rides lame. I understand <laughs> the relevance of revolution, <laughs> but by today's standards, yeah, it, it's it's wild yeah. that that was their headliner at one point, you know. Like by yeah. me, standards, it doesn't fit. And so but I appreciate them, I'll still ride them. You gotta ride them,
0: right. But right. like um,
3: but it. It, it made me realize coasters come in all flavors, of course, and they're not all insanely terrifying right and even though i think viper at the time scared me still because that thing's big that thing's big that's like 170 feet I'm like really? right. yeah, big huh. well and also think about
1: it you know like like my number one is like this it a coaster doesn't have to be intimidating or terrifying oh. to be in, in like your favorite ride or one of the best rides yeah. or your top tier <laughs> rides it's more about the for me at least it's the theming is part of it Mm -hmm. a visual auditory etc um but that that can move it up the list but but the big thing like we talked about earlier it's the forces it's how much you enjoy the ride Mm -hmm. which you know a lot of it's the airtime the forces and so I'm going to ask you something related to this James so you mentioned accelerator being really fun is it the is the acceleration is it the speed
3: we've been talking about this as a family lately oh yeah I think that. We we actually had the same exact conversation. I've narrowed it down to the acceleration of a ride, and the speed is my top defining like metric. I love okay. speed.
1: So. so I'm gonna guess that the boost launch on Velocicoaster is your, one of your favorite parts of that ride.
3: Oh, absolutely, okay. absolutely. Okay. Especially the way it just goes. It, it's it is the most beautiful form of launch yeah in, right into it it's just so smooth and perfect i mean
2: ugh. you know what's one of my favorite launches what the first launch on cheetah hunt
3: <laughs> the first one yeah, yeah. it, yeah. it, it yeah. has a
2: little bit of oomph to it you know especially like, because it keeps yeah. you guessing.
3: you don't yeah. know when it's going to go it's
2: got a little kick
3: i
1: like the sound <laughs> of it too which is different <laughs> it's different sounding than all the other intimate LSMs yeah. like yeah. blitz coasters yeah. yeah. it's maverick doesn't sound like blossom or terror and they don't sound like it it's it's yeah. weird so yeah. If you like the sense of speed and acceleration, which is one of my favorite things as well. Uh, my two favorite forces are not the most common ones. Like the other ones I have time, you know, negative, negative G's. Okay. So um, my great. two favorite things actually are acceleration. Yep. So linear forward G's or even backwards um, and, and positive G's. So that's why I love the, the curves on I three or five, but um if you really love that sense of speed, and if you do happen to enjoy positive G's at all like that, um you're gonna really love Terran because Terran okay. and Vscoster they're different, and you know Maverick's not the same. Terran the, in, the 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 launches are so powerful the boost launch especially is so incredible, but it's that combined with both the initial launch, the boost launch, and other parts of the ride. There are some really tight curves. Whether it be uh horizontally, like to the left or right, or one of my favorite aspects of it's kind of a one two punch on Terran is the boost launch, again, so powerful, and the sound is great too. Because it's down in the can, you get the echoing. but you exit the boost launch, and it's not to the left or right you're, you're there's that the, that wall that famous wall, like that theming, you know that little spire yeah. uh, wall looking thing that's right there. That's who you're going up against, and you go up vertically to the left in this crazy tight banked curve that's both you know curving to the left but also really more upwards and like you're climbing to heaven it's like that's I call <laughs> like heaven. and it is so amazing and then there are other curves in that ride like especially there's a there's one really not the only one but the, like the, the like the first or second one after the first launcher is awesome but then the very last curve as you come back into the station this is the crazy thing about Terran. There's no trims. I've never experienced trims on it. It is a speed machine from wow. start to finish. That wow. ride has the best pacing I've ever experienced on a coaster in my life. And wow. it does not give up. It's like, you know, other coasters, like, you know, beyond the last coaster, it meanders in the first mm-hmm. half. No, yeah. it yep. would certainly, you know, Cheetah Hunt, a lot of other coasters, they meander. Mm-hmm. Tarrant it is Perfection from beginning to end. Awesome. And yeah, I think you would love, love Taryn based on kind of what you're describing, you really enjoy. But, and of course, Brian, you'll love it too. But, you know, it's (laughs) actually, and, you know, honestly, Taryn would have been an interesting one for you because you're afraid of heights and and Taryn's a train coaster. It's not, I think it goes like 50 feet up, maybe, maybe 75. You know, it would have been one that maybe, you know, you could have done early on and really kind of got your passion going. But yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. Kind of like you did Cheetah Hunt. That was one of your earlier ones that you kind of built up to because it doesn't go that high. I mean, you know, the, the the perch thing, that's probably the highest part. But yeah, it's not crazy. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so so James, so you conquered your fear on X. So how did you feel when you got off of X? Like a, a new man.
3: <laughs> you do anything. That was life-changing. Like that ride, I, I still have no words for it. Yeah. Nothing just disc- it, it can be described like that. Of course, it's been over 10 years since I've written it. And so I'm a little afraid to rewrite it because I don't know how how it is on the roughness uh, factor. Yeah. But yeah. I mean, I'm dying to get him on it.
2: I can't wait, man.
3: I just well, I wish, I wish,
2: they still, I wish they still ran it with um fire
3: and music. Dude, the music is amazing. Hearing Enter Sandman on the way up. Oh, it's and then so good. Sabotage on the way down. Yeah. It's. Uh, I mean. Oh, so you so you like sabotage? I when when like, like was it sabotage? They like I when they, they played it, they, they go, ah oh no no, you know what? It's not sabotage. It's I think I'm I'm trying to remember. They play Aerosmith like going down. Yeah yeah, but you but you mentioned sabotage though, and then I'm they trigger sabotage in it, didn't they?
1: Yeah, well, this I, I don't think they do. Be, oh, well, sorry, I'm, I'm triggering off this because I love music and I I just actually got bought. Concert, concert ticket tonight for like the show. I'm like so looking forward to going to. Nice. Um, oh, there's. Oh, hang on a second here. Beastie oh, David boy. No, Beastie Boys was yeah. oh, Beastie was, Boys. Okay, was after going down. Then you yeah, hear Beastie and
0: then Boys. Uh,
1: yeah, they got their screen uh, oh, okay. yeah, it is oh, kind of a, a mashup. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, okay. But you mentioned sabotage, James. So you know sabotage. So you, are you a big a TSO fan then? TSO, I don't know. Trans Siberian Orchestra. Cuz they they're the, Okay. Yeah. I don't know. They are like Christmas music, right? <laughs> well, yeah, but but the 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 people, I forget how it is. The several of the people that founded TSO were from Sabotage. Um it's not it's it's rock, it's rock Christmas music but other things too. Yeah. It's, oh, it's I didn't really, know. Yeah. Anyway, I don't know. I've never heard anyone mention Sabotage before. That's why I, you know. Anyway, quick aside, but um, <laughs> so Kim will <laughs> enjoy editing this because she loves, she's really into rock music and stuff. <laughs> anyway, anyways, okay. So, um, all right. So yeah, continue talking. You were talking about you know how you felt getting off of it, and you know you're nervous about going back to it. Um, so I just had a friend, and he's been on X before. He was out. I just had dinner with him, but he was out at Magic Mountain last weekend. And he actually, i got to forget all the details, but he almost basically got, felt like he got whiplash on X. Yeah. And he, 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 like, he's fine now, but he was not doing well afterwards. Like, he had to take a break. I think he even went, uh, try, he was trying to get like, you know, some medication, like, you know, like pain relievers and they wouldn't give anything for legal reasons and all that. But yeah, he it kind of roughed up his day. So I'm not saying to not ride X, but just it, it
2: no. is
3: gone. Yeah. I do have a story to tell you, though. Okay, okay. I kind of have been on X. What? Um, <laughs> so my wife goes to these theme parks with me just fine. Oh, I know where this I'm is I'm not kidding you. We went to Magic Mountain, and we lived, in the, we lived down in Orange County. So, you know, it's a drive. We don't right. go to Magic Mountain all the time. Right. And we drove up to Magic Mountain, finally convinced her to go, and we went. And we went on, you know, Goliath and X and, and all those rides. And then like two hours, three hours in, she's like sitting there and she's like, oh, I just don't feel good. I'm like, Uh I'm going to ruin this thing for me. And she's like, I'm not ruining your day. Like you go on all the rides. I just don't feel good. And, you know, I don't you can't like have one person in the party, especially your wife, uh, not feel well, you know? Yeah. And, yeah. and so it was kind of a, a weird day, you know, and I probably was meaner than I needed to be. And she reminds oh. me of several times um, <laughs> like, because a couple of days later, she's like, Hey, guess what? I'm pregnant. And I'm like, uh huh uh-huh. so maybe so. that's why you kind of internally do like this because yeah. does that mean I have the credit? No, you don't have the credit. Uh, no, and your brother will definitely tell you no. Yeah. yeah. <laughs>
1: no. Derek, like, nope, doesn't count, Brian. But, <laughs> Embryo Brian did not experience. Yeah, it doesn't count. That, that's an interesting story, though. That's a really interesting story. Um, <laughs> so, so, okay. So so, how would you say, uh, James, that writing acts like, is there anything else you could think of in terms of having, you know, I- I how it impacted your life, you know, how it changed things for you, James? Yeah. Uh,
3: you know, I would say that X didn't impact me or my life as much as writing Mako did. And so oh. fast forward a little bit later, right. Just a couple of years ago uh, as uh, just, a man who's gone from having no children to having kids and growing uh, with them because I was a young parent. Yeah, uh, yeah clearly. We, yeah, you guys look like brothers, by the way. I get that, that
2: so often. We get that a lot. We go, there. like, oh, are you guys brothers? No, he's my dad. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
3: so I try to keep the hair short so you don't see the gray. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Um, but, you know, there was, there has been a lot of growth in learning how to be a man, you know, learning how to be a good father. Yeah. But there's also in the last like four years or so been a lot of growth spiritually with like my growth towards Christianity. And my biggest moment where I feel like it really kind of was a life changing moment was when I finally decided to raise my hands on Mako. And it was like two rides in. It was fine, but it was two rides in and I hope you don't mind me going down this road, but it was like, it was two rides in that I'm like, you know what? I am giving all of my faith into Uh the manufacturer of this ride that this restraint works a hundred percent because if it doesn't, I'm toast. And and here I am with my hands up, a hundred percent faith in a man-made thing. Imagine if I could live with that level of faith that the book tells us to in Jesus Christ. And Mm. for me, that was a life changing moment because I was like, wow, that was really powerful to me that I just need to take one step in that direction. And so since then um, more specific, like explicitly since then I've tried to take a step back and try not to be so in control of my life as weird as that sounds i try to be sure. i try to let things come let things go but just tr- impact and change the way i handle them or right. how i react to them um so that that way i could continue to put all of my faith in in you know the lord jesus christ and so if if he gives me you know like a hurricane god forbid you know i'm gonna handle it the right way. And I'm going to have my head on straight. I'm going to take care of my family as much as I can and move forward. Or if something were to happen at work, that isn't, uh, very fun. I'm gonna, I'm gonna handle it with grace and, and how can I continue moving forward, um, in a way that would be, would make my family happy and, and, you know, like proud of. And so it's been the faith, uh, that strengthened make or strengthen my faith in jesus i, I don't that's i bet really no cool. one said that on your podcast but no yeah. no but i
1: know of, i'm not a person my i'm not myself a, a very religious person but i have a lot of respect for religion and especially you know when religion has a positive impact on people because sometimes can going to have negative um you know cause people to kill other people in the name of god and all that kind of thing like terrorism but you know that's obviously not the case here you know it's, it's positivity it's positive aspects of how religion is, is great <laughs> what's that I said, we just like roller coasters. Yeah, church a roller coaster. There you go. Yeah. So, but no, I I, I love that, James. I love that you shared that. And I know a lot of our listeners will enjoy that because we have quite a few uh, Christian listeners and guests we've had on. They'll, they'll appreciate that for sure. Uh, and, you know, you just made me think of something not to sto- start going off on a religious tangent, but um, while I'm not say a religious person, I do believe in God. And, you know, I just... A light bulb, light bulb went off in my head. You know, when people, they maybe even argue against the existence of God when they, you know, philosophically, when they say, well, if God exists, why do these bad things happen? You know, wh- how would he allow this to happen? A hurricane, a, mission, a hurricane. Yeah. And the light bulb went on my head because I have been through this in my life. I have proof of this. By going through a hardship in life, we become better people. Yeah. And so it's just like, you know, when people talk about, Oh, wouldn't it be great if I had, you know, a billion dollars when I was right. from being a baby and have to work a day in my life. Well, you know, a lot of the people that have tons of money actors and, and celebrities and sports stars, well, I'm getting the drugs and they get yeah. alcohol because they get bored and they don't feel challenged and they need yeah. to have excitement and they don't, you know, they don't have that, you know? So, you know, there's that, but like I, I would, I would, you know, challenge people that, that say, Oh, I would love to have a perfect life. No, no problems. Well, you're not going to have as much depth as a person. You're not going to be, you know, really a fully fleshed out person. You don't have life challenging you. So perhaps God puts these challenges before us to help us grow as people.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, absolutely. And, you know, I'm sorry, you sound like you want to say something, but when, when my wife and I were getting married, my, I was a, we were like 19 uh, and I was, I was a mama's boy and, (laughs) um, and my mom passed away a month before my wedding. And, and it was so terribly sad. I'll never forget. Like I, I, she's the only close person I've ever lost, but I never have cried like that in my life. But after a while of, and I wasn't even very religious then. I, I didn't know Jesus as I do today. Uh, but like I did have a, a moment where I thought to myself, this might be necessary in order for me to grow as a, a man, as a husband and be able to provide to my wife and then grow as a father for you. I can't be, it's time for me to leave the nest, Yeah, you know, and it, it's the saddest way, but that's how I coped with it because right. I knew it, it, it had to happen. It had to, yeah. it had to be the next step for me. Yeah,
1: no, that's very interesting. It makes a lot of sense. So if we take a step back here, if you guys take a step back and, you know, beyond conquering fear and, and, and you know, granted, James, you already kind of answered this next question or maybe you have other answers. Um, you know, can you guys think of how coasters and parks have had a significant positive impact on your life in any kind of larger way beyond the facing fear aspect? You have an easy answer. And if you don't get it right, then. Oh, I think I know what you want to be. I think I know what
2: you're getting at. Well, it's how I met my girlfriend. Boom. (laughs) Okay, sweet. Uh,
1: Okay. (laughs) It's
2: how I met my girlfriend. And it's absolutely wild. Um, I mean, I've gotten so many amazing opportunities and just blessings from running this channel and doing all this, but she's got to be one of the biggest ones that I've received that she followed us when we were 200 when we got 200 followers on instagram and funny enough oh. she was actually 199 but i still say she was 200 just, <laughs> it makes that milestone a lot more special anywho um it's, it's
1: just like we say that fury is your
3: 100th right james <laughs> yeah that, <laughs> not definitely not her. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but um yeah i i met her through that and it, it's really funny i just Saw her profile picture on Instagram and I thought she was cute. And she was a roller coaster enthusiast. And we had a lot of other things in our bios that lined up. And so we started talking theme parks. Three months later, I'm on top of Mako and I asked her to be my girlfriend right before the drop. Oh, (laughs) really? Yeah. So that ride holds a lot of significance in my life. Both of
0: you, for both of you. Well,
2: because it was also her first big roller coaster. So. Mm For both of us and and you, (laughs) third wheeling my (laughs) special roller coaster. Um, it's a really significant roller coaster for me, and yeah, clearly
1: for both of you. Yeah. Yeah. Now you said she was your 200th of of Yeah, she was on
2: Instagram, our 200th follower.
1: Okay, so I have to ask because I only learned this myself recently. So. It was only because, nothing against you, James, because I met Brian first. I associated Brian with the channel. Yeah. So then I met you. And then I I learned when I met you, James, that you're the one that kind of runs the Instagram channel, the, you know, like the Zooter Loopers one. Yeah. Yeah. So if, okay. So did your who is now your girlfriend, did she start messaging Zooter Loopers first? Well, so, okay. Because we, okay.
2: So I have access to Zooter Loopers on my phone. So okay. I to in whenever I see something cool happen.
3: Right. A a pretty girl
1: or right, right. Yeah, Watch okay. from the
2: shadows. Yeah. A Pretty girl follows. I'm like, what's this? You know, but like, not anymore <laughs> because I have a pretty girl. Well, um, well now, yeah. Forestry, <laughs> now I can't be looking at other pretty girls. That's not good. No. But, um, uh uh-huh.
3: so, no, I, <laughs> if a pretty girl follows us, we just kick them out. I actually, <laughs> <laughs> I just got that, um, <laughs> I actually followed her on my main and
2: she was one of the only person one of the only people that know my main right, or that knew my knew it knew it at the time now I made it a public but like
1: Oh right right it
2: was a private account at the time and you're
1: you're talking about can I say what it is or should I not say what it is? Oh, you They're good So you're talking about your bride dog account right Yeah <laughs> right, right. <laughs> okay, bride
3: Okay right <laughs> <dog. laughs> It's a good name It's a
1: good name Yeah, it's like, I like it. It's catchy. Yeah. <laughs> No, no, wait, no, wait a second. Does your girlfriend call you Bride Dog? No. No, 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 no. <laughs> Nobody calls him Bride. Don't dog. call him Bride. Okay. So it's one of those things where he <laughs> a created long time a big. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah okay. I visited California a long
2: time ago. It was like who knows when. Um, and I was hanging out with my cousin, and he called me Brydog. I don't know uh, why. But that just stuck. It was my Xbox username. It was everything from <laughs> that day on.
1: <laughs> gotcha, gotcha. But I liked it. Fun, fun. But All yeah. right, well, yeah, that's, I love yeah, it. That story. And I know we're going to be talking more about your girlfriend later, but that's a coming attraction. Yeah, we'll, we'll get to that. We'll get to that. Before we get to that story, though, and some others, let's talk about some fun kind of kind of quicker questions that usually are, get some good discussion. So. All right, I have to qualify this next one for you Brian because it could be the story and you know what I'm talking about we're going to talk about later <laughs> video you released that it could be this is the this is the answer but try to think of something else okay? okay what has been your craziest moment on a coaster
2: Craziest moment no doubt about it we went to the SeaWorld food and Earth Ur- we went to the bush mm. gardens food and wine festival
1: yes yes
2: that night they were hosting obviously their their event but they also allowed ert on iron guazi and yes. me and him got 15 rides without leaving the train that night That's awesome. it was it was pretty incredible yeah we
3: never even left the seat it was fantastic
2: yeah. and at one point we got a zen ride met up like all tons of different friends that jumped onto our train but we just sat in the back for 15 rides and
1: that's awesome it was a great oh you got row 12 you got row 12 15 the whole time time.
2: and the ride operator was helping us he was like like the event was almost over and he's like okay we're at fourteen. let me call the people up in the panel to see if we can run one more
3: (laughs) (laughs) that's That's awesome i was just glad that i could still hang because i was afraid that i wouldn't be able to hang oh anymore. it was amazing
2: and that was good that, yeah. That's probably awesome. got to be my craziest moment It's just those 15 that was like wild mm-hmm. i i it felt weird using my legs again afterwards because we were on oh, that yes. train for like an hour and a half mm-hmm. it was,
0: <laughs> that's it was really cool.
1: yeah. that that was a great event i was there too yeah. i brought my buddy zach with me and you know uh, we were invited to the challenge course and and uh we rode we rode iron grassy a few times we we sat on it a couple times uh and um so the thing is is that there were i mean i saw a whole bunch of friends there but in terms of like our group that was hanging out pretty much the whole time together there were like four or five of us and so we were like doing some of the food stuff and the drinks and you know we early on we we did um serengeti fire which is amazing so We we're we we did not spend as much time as you guys did on Guazi, but it was so great, you know, no line and yeah. night rides and yeah, that night was a real treasure. I mean, I've been to special events. Uh, I went to the Coast Radio meetup uh, last year. That was at Bush Gardens, and uh, you know that event was great, but you know we didn't get the night rides we got on Guazi. You, know, like, you know, like we did at that Food and Wine event. That yeah, no, uh, you know, thanks. Yeah. Um, you know, our we're we're very. Um, very good partners with a number of parks here at Coaster Challenge. And the Seas parks certainly uh are among them. We were, you know, they're really kind to invite us to media events and go on to Dark Coaster here pretty soon, as it tells you when we're recording this. I'm excited to do that as part of the beginning of my road trip I'm doing in May and early June. And uh, you know, pipeline got invited to that. We were talking about that before recording. And you know, again, it's great to be a part of these media events. And and again, we love promoting uh the SeaWorld parks and and, uh, you know, they're great parks. We're lucky to have two great ones here in Florida. So Yeah, mm-hmm. like it, it's,
2: it's been pretty wild. And I'm just extremely thankful for these parks for even giving a small channel like us a chance yes. with some of these things. Like I was shocked. I felt, I felt like a small fish in a big pond when I was at the, the Pipeline Hard Hat Tour with you.
1: Oh, and yeah, you know, that was great meeting you that first time. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
2: But like I was there all on my own. There was only one person invited, so he couldn't come along you with know. me to help me film B-roll or stuff. You know, it it was, it was a weird moment because I I was surrounded by a lot of big names, you know, like all the guys were there, Um, obviously Amusement Insider, Dan from Midway, I saw Rob Alvey a couple times was talking with him, but like, it was, it was wild that I was one of the people there.
3: Yeah.
2: I I just, I'm incredibly lucky to even have these opportunities. I'm so thankful for these parks.
3: Yeah. Genuinely, so thankful to them. I, I don't. Yeah. Uh, and they're so kind. They're so just kind. so kind. Like we've built, you know, yeah. of course we're maybe we're, it's just cause we're new. Maybe, I don't know, but like we're, so I, more I, welcome. But, but maybe we're, I, I think it, it pays to always be kind, but yeah. we always, of course, go out of our way to try to find the people that have their names attached to the emails that like have emailed us yes. with us just to thank them. And yep, I do the really same thing. Some amazing relationships that, I mean, are pretty just just continue to bear fruit, whether they're just laughs or, or, you know, gracious invites. Yeah. Um, it's been fantastic. Yep.
1: Yeah, no, I agree. It's It's been great too. And, you know, I've been doing this a little bit longer than you guys, but you know, it's not, not too much longer, you know, I've been doing this for about five years. Uh, the podcast for a couple, but you know, YouTube, uh, Coaster Challenge before that. And you know, certainly, certainly with a podcast, what I've been doing, is you know i go and you know make sure to try to meet them you know whoever it is because you know these parks there is sometimes a fair amount of turnover in the pr departments it's just a lot of parks not just the seas parks are are like that a lot of them are i've noticed and you know to meet whoever the newest new person is and or maybe it's a new assistant that gets hired and but also what's what we're fortunate is we we are able to build stronger relationships with these same people because you know, we're, again, we're all about promoting and, and so forth. So it's not just going, to, we don't just go to media events. Um, we have had World here on, on the park, on on the podcast. Uh, we've had, you know, uh, uh, Knott's Berry Farm. Uh, we've had, That's you know,
0: at
1: awesome. Wonderland. We've had a whole bunch of parks. Um, we've not had bush Gardens Tampa yet, but we are working on something big that we're hoping we can make happen that involves them. I'm not going to say what it is. We're still working on that one. That's been a tough cookie to crack. <laughs> someone that that works there that's very busy but we're hoping to make that happen there's signs we may be able to but but my point is is that we get you know a lot of these same people on the podcast and we talk to them when we interview them you know we go through this personal interview that we're kind of finishing up with you guys and then we talk about the parks we had a great interview with uh with kyle uh kyle smith from uh, SeaWorld orlando last year and talking all about the entertainment side of, of sea world and which he's one of the managers there and you know so we make these personal relationships and whenever i see kyle at the at the he's usually at the media events and say hi and you know it's it's just nice to build these relationships it's one of the things i've really valued from being a part of this podcast is getting the people again it's just like being a Thuzi. it's it's getting to know people you know getting to know you guys and i i just i i, I treasure that so and you guys you know i think what your secret is is, is is you know you're new but i think it's that you guys have such a great positive attitude and because that attitude it's not just something that i see in person I see it in your videos. I see it in your posts. And that's that's huge. Nice. Nice. I really
2: appreciate that because we do strive for that. Mm -hmm. Um, We we try to always be a source of positivity. We even don't try and like trash on parks or rides, um, both to maintain like a good media relationship. It's like, oh, I don't want to invite this guy who's constantly dumping on all my rides. But like, you know, it's like, I just want to be... A voice of positivity and I, I don't want people to come to my channel just to be slammed with negativity. i rather them leave with a smile.
1: Mm-hmm. That's great. That's great. That's a good that's a good way to kind of live by, so to speak, or act by. That's awesome. That's yeah. awesome. Yeah. So so James was The ERT, so to speak, at Food & Wine on 9. Was that your craziest moment as well, or something else?
3: Yeah, I mean, uh, outside of that, I used to go to a Catholic school in Southern California, and I remember we would just get off of school on every saint's birthday, and my buddy was in the uh, search and rescue for Long Beach. And this was after 9-11. So they they would give all of anybody that was affiliated with, you know the firefighters um free admission and so he, I'd hop in his truck after like at eleven o'clock at after our like little Catholic mass or whatever celebration and um and then we'd drive down to Not Berry farm and we would just marathon Ghost Rider like just Sorry. marathon it. it was fantastic. But I'd say that your Iron Guazi ride that was I don't I'll never forget that.
2: Yeah definitely an unforgettable night.
1: That's awesome. Those are great. Those are great positive moments. I love it. I love mm-hmm. it. Yeah. I think love. it's
2: also really awesome that I get to share all this with my dad. Like <laughs> I've told a lot of people, obviously he's still my dad and there, there's moments where he's my dad, but a lot of times he's really just like my best friend. Exactly. And love it. it. Being able to share this journey with him. I, I've been able to really feel that so much more like amplified now. And it's really awesome.
3: We, nice. We're like always talking about ideas like, Oh, what, what do we want to do for this? We're always talking about ideas. Like what can we do next? Yeah. And um, you know, Brian's not 21. So what do you do when you're 21? You go to Vegas. Um, yes. I yes. went to Vegas on my 21st Love Vegas. Like, so Brian's like, yeah, I want to go. Um, We should totally film like some stuff there. And I'm like, yeah, but you probably want to go to Vegas by yourself with the, some friends, Uh-oh. not your dad, not with cameras. And he's like, no, I want to go with you, and I'm like, um, all right, yeah. we'll see, we'll see. I no, mean, and
2: it, it's funny because he's like, oh yeah, and you gamble, and I'm like, dude, I want to ride Canyon Blaster.
1: <laughs> <laughs> nice, love it. So, yeah, no, I love Vegas. I'm going there. Uh, already got plans to go there twice later this year in the fall. Um, I have you guys. Are you guys into music? You know, like into like concerts and stuff like that, or I want
3: to go to more? I think I think my love of '90s, 2000s alternative rock uh has really rubbed off on Brian and that seems to be all he listens to now okay well (laughs) I for me I'm just this is a little
1: quick aside here because we're talking about Vegas I I started alluding to this earlier um so I I love symbolism I'm, I'm very you know the human psyche one of the forms of almost universal positivity for human beings for the for our for our minds is nostalgia we're all you know we crave nostalgia it's just it's that positivity from the past and all that um but i love symbolism and things like that as well and, and so i've got this like ultimate nostalgia symbolism plus my love of technology and and vegas and all these things come together uh have you guys heard of the um it's called the msg sphere madison square garden yep. sphere so i i just david of all people you know speaking of my friendship with david here on the podcast. Um, David is, I, without David, I might not know about this. And I'm really thankful. I, I, know, I'm, I know he's usually listening in the background, but I'm so thankful to David. I've been keeping up to date on my plans around this uh, because he told me about it about a year ago. And I was like, how have I not heard of this? And man, one of the main reasons I've been to Vegas in a while, I love Vegas Has I've been there a few years. So for our listeners, what MSG Sphere is, Madison Square Garden, of course, you know they own Madison Square Garden in New York. Um, they have expanded their media empire beyond the actual Madison Square Garden. They have other, you know, pr- properties and, and and so forth. And one of the ones that they are building and opening this year is the Madison Square Garden Sphere, which is the largest uh, sphere uh, theater. I mean, not that there's many of them anyway in the world, and it and it is not just a spherical theater. Near inside the sphere It's about fourteen thousand seats. But it is going to be the most um, uh, technologically advanced theater in the world, I bet. and um, and and it's going to have like rumble seats, and it's going to have it has like twenty six thousand speakers. It has more speakers than there are people in the audience, so that basically every no matter where you're sitting, you're going to get a perfect audio um it's got a giant like whole sphere on the inside is this giant screen um the acoustics is supposed to be amazing because it's a sphere and that's that's great for acoustics just all these crazy 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 things and it's cost over two billion dollars uh, and anyway so i'd heard about it and i've been like you know when i learn about interesting things i put them into my like um my uh my like task to check on it correct? like look up you know when is that opening what's going on with that anyway so i lo- was looking it up like literally a week ago and literally it was they're saying tickets are about to go on sale i'm like oh i t- very timely looked it up i had not looked it up in months and uh they're opening with like this like pre-recorded uh, movie that darren onofsky who's a very famous director um it, it has made for to show on the big screen inside the inside the sphere and that's awesome. And I've already got tickets for that. And But a day before that, I just got tickets for both of these today. Um, I am doing something that I'm so excited for because it's going to be so symbolic and nostalgic for me on top of being technologically amazing. The first concert I ever saw in my life was at the Madison Square Garden in New York City in 1992. I was a senior in high school. And one of my good friends of mine and I, she was actually my prom date um, later on. She and I went to see U2 Octum Baby, which Octum Baby, that was their uh, that was the the uh the big tour and the album back then. And it was still one of the, my my most favorite concerts I ever went to it was Nosebleed Seats. I didn't care, we had a great time. And here we are now the Madison Square Garden Sphere, same same organization. They are debuting, their opening, like giant act for this this sphere is a I think 12 night 12 concert U2. Um, limited residency. And U2 has had many, many albums of theirs. I, they're one of my favorite bands of all time. Yeah. And they could do Joshua Tree, whatever they could do older albums, they could do newer albums than Octum Baby, but they are for whatever reason, it was a great tour. They are doing their Octum Baby set list, the same concert I saw for my first first concert at this amazing. like most advanced theater in the world. And so I just got tickets to see it in late October. And anyway, I'm so excited because I, I I love themed entertainment in general. That's you know, not just the coasters, you know. So anyway, so Vegas is awesome, and when you guys go to Vegas, you know, twenty first birthday, you know, I'll tell you, I'll tell you what it's like. You know, if you what I, how, if I thought it was as amazing as it sounds when I do it this year, but you know, if it's anything like it sounds, you should go do it. Um, sure. it sounds amazing. But anyway, Vegas yeah, it. Vegas is
3: amazing. So, and I mean, I can't yeah. wait. like even though I'm sad to hear that the Mirage volcano is going away, I know that they're going to replace it with another like hard rock Gar- guitar,
2: guitar towel. That thing is yeah. so well I, I lo- <laughs> yeah.
3: so I am I
1: love the Mirage. I, I remember going there right after first open I used to go to Vegas a lot in the nineties and the, the the volcano was awesome in theme entertainment and also I love Roy. I saw them twice. I love Magic. And I love the tigers and the lion, the white lions, and they have the dolphins in the back. I love the all the animals. It's like it was like SeaWorld there. It was like going to oh, Sea World yeah, with yeah, the animals, and that's I, gone away, I think. A yeah, lot I life.
3: went when I was growing up. Las Vegas was being marketed to families. Yeah, yeah. so I same, remember. Same. Yeah. I, I have those. Um, I have credits at the MGM Grand Adventures theme park. Yes, yeah, me too. I went yeah, there. Like, I think it's called like lightning rod or lightning bolt or something like that. Something
1: like, yeah, lightning. Bolt. yeah, yeah, yeah. That was a cool little part. Yeah. But I think all, I think most of the animals, if not all of them are gone now. It's been a long time since I've been to Mirage. But um, I, I love the hard rock chain. I love their casinos and their mm-hmm. hotels are awesome. And I am totally here for that. that giant guitar yeah i, yeah. I, I mean am totally here for that right yeah. over in
3: fort lauderdale so no
2: funny you yeah. were mentioning uh concerts to tie back to theme parks my first and only concert i've been to was at SeaWorld.
3: And which concert was it
2: we saw um i don't know if you're familiar with the 90s like rock band are you familiar with everclear
1: yeah I, I I am from Ever everywhere. Yeah, 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 yeah.
2: yeah. so he took me to see them, and this was like when I was kind of getting into that music scene. oh, yeah. I had like the
3: time of my life. that was great. We got four seats. You also it was great. you also sat next to a guy that I'm pretty <laughs> sure was pretty drunk. But he was so much fun. And by sitting next to you was not even really happening because he yeah. was there with his girlfriend or wife or something, but he paid more attention to Brian <laughs> and they were like jumping. The <laughs> time. It was a great job. Oh, it, it was, was so funny. Like they were so sweaty. His shirt was off, and like it was the best time because oh, you know Everclear still like their fan base is getting a little older. It was kind of a little bit more of a mellow crowd, right? Right? You were like wild. Oh, it was, it was funny. great. It was great. That's, that's, that's rock for being
2: 60. Oh, the dude has MS, but he he rocked out, and that yeah, was awesome. he did.
1: <laughs> that's too fun. I mean, I've seen a lot of great concerts over the years. I, I love going to concerts, but some of the good ones I've seen have been at theme parks. I just I just went with yeah. some friends. Um uh we, we uh was very kind uh for another park that's uh, the friends of coaster challenge had them on here on the podcast. Um they have comp both David uh, previously and then they count myself and my friends, three friends, uh into the park wild adventures. And not only did they comp us in last weekend, but they gave us a reserve seating for the Sticks concert, that's which cool. was fantastic absolutely fantastic yeah it was a basic venue you know didn't have the best acoustics you know it's a it's, it's it's a it's a theme park but it was so great it was so much fun the great set and they were sticks was like so energetic yeah and, um yeah oh it, it was yeah it was such great it's so great and um you know I, I saw seal last year at Universal for their their one of the Mardi Gras concerts he was fantastic I had seen seal years ago in the late 90s uh actually early 2000. sorry in San Diego. And, but this concert that he did at, um, universal was much, it was much more energetic, even though it'd been years, he was really into it. And it was, yeah. So great, great concerts uh, at, at parks, even these free concerts. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. But, but going back to what you guys were saying, something really poignant about how you like, consider yourself like best friends. I can relate to that. Um, my mom was unfortunately no longer alive anymore. Um, she wasn't a coaster person. She, she would do like smaller coasters. She loved the Cyclone. She grew up in Brooklyn. That's, Talking about nostalgia. She grew up in the cyclone and I always ride the cyclone when I'm there for her. Uh, but she didn't like inversions. That was not her thing. She would she never conquered that fear. But, you know, I love coasters, but I also love parks. I love theme entertainment. I love the parks, you know, and all the shows and the theming and the parades and all that. And that stuff, that other stuff is what she loved. Mm-hmm. And she loved taking me to the county fair and all the great food and all the great things to see and the magician and the hypnotist. And, you know, she really got me. She always took me to the circus when I was a kid and all that kind of stuff. And she, because she was so adventurous, that's where my sense of adventure comes from. We'd always go on adventures together and she was my best friend. So I can totally relate to how you guys are. And, and I think that's a great relationship to have with a parent where you have a lot more respect that way. Yeah. 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 yeah,
2: And it makes working together a lot easier. Yep. Yeah. Right.
1: Yeah. Because you guys aren't just father son, you know? Yeah. You guys work, are working a channel together. That's a really, yeah, we
2: work the channel together. And it's funny. Yeah. We'll have our creative differences and every week we, we make it a thing. And this started probably over a, a year ago. Now it's been like two years that we've been doing this every week. We go, we go to Starbucks and we just take a walk just talk about all sorts of things. It used to kind of just be about life. Now, a lot of it has been taken over just by, like, creativity and, like, what are we looking at creating this week, you know? What story do you want to tell? But um, it's always been a great, like, building, like, block in our relationship. That's yeah,
3: so, The communication so. has been key. I mean, if there's yeah. anything that's, that we've learned a little, like, and we t- touched on it earlier, is building that relationship with parks and friends in the community. Like, and uh, that all stems from communication, getting yeah. out there and just saying hello to somebody. Yeah. And if it's me and Brian, it's being fear fearless enough to share an idea, even though it might be bad uh, yeah. or, 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 you know, you might think it's stupid, but there are no stupid ideas exactly, because yeah. Yeah. stupid idea could morph into a fantastic idea. Yeah,
1: no, I love that. That's great. and And walking is a great way to kind of think about things. I know David and I both are big walkers and, you know, we'll think about things a lot on those walks, come up with ideas, jot them down, we get back. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, individually, we, we've done walks together too. But uh, also David and I, um, you know, because again, we're both, with the two executive producers of the podcast. We, a lot of the ideas and decisions and directions that the podcast goes in uh, come from us. And then we also have monthly staff meetings with the rest of the staff, you know, Kim and Michael and the rest of the team. But uh, David and I, we have, um, we're both night owls and I am up, I can be up really late. Not every night because I get my sleep, but I'm up sometimes three, four in the morning doing what I'm doing. And uh, David's on the West Coast and he's a night owl, but he's three hours behind me. So I can, if I want to, you know, if I'm on the car coming back from somewhere late at night or whatever, um, I can always call him and, you know, I'm because he's up and we have many, we sometimes have multiple times in a week. And, you know, sometimes it's just chewing the, chewing the fat, you know, just kind of. Talking about whatever's been going on, but a lot of times we come to the channel, we talk about Coaster Challenge, talk about the podcast, and come up with ideas. And like it'll be his idea and I flesh it out, my idea, he fleshes it out. And, and that's how our, our new series that we're we're debuting here this year as part of the Coaster Challenge Network, uh trimming for coasters, you know, getting fit for coasters, that came from of those late night chats. And uh, I love
3: the name too. Like usually, you want to avoid trims, but these trims sound good.
2: Yeah.
1: Well, okay. So I, I'm a pretty modest person, but since you said it, I, I thank you because my one of my contributions to this this effort to this new series was I came up with a name, and I'm I, I'm really proud of it. I'm usually pretty good with names. I'm I'm funny. <laughs> and I like covering Condras, and no, thank you, Brian. Um, but no, I love. I, 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 I'm. I'm. There's certain things I'm not good at in life. I suck as an athlete. I don't have balance, but I, I tend. Don't worry, to, Brian sucks as an athlete.
3: <laughs>
2: I, I was good at basketball.
1: No, no, you never were. But yeah, there's something about I've got this knack for names. So I mean, I, I, I do work in marketing sometimes and part time with my role. So you know, I guess I just have this thing. But anyway, but no, thank you. I really appreciate that. Um, that means a lot. So. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> Talking about a lot of positivity so Let's let's have a, a big positive question here. So I think I know the answer for both of you. And I, I let me see if I'm. I always like guessing. Uh, and I I think it's different for each of you has a different answer. But what is your favorite coaster? Let's see if I got it right.
2: Fury
1: three two five Iron glossy. Oh, I both of those are wrong. Okay, all right. Really? <laughs> I thought I thought now Fury is new. But wasn't yep. Guazi before your favorite? Gwazi
2: was my number one, but man, my rides on Fury were just too good.
1: Okay. No, that's awesome. Fury is a great number one. And so I was partially right there because it Iron Guazi was your number one until recently. And for some reason, James, I had in my mind that Velocicoaster is your number one. No.
3: It, 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 you know, there was that battle at first, but when I get off of Velocicoaster, I love my, my smile is huge, but I know what I just experienced. I still can't get off of Iron Gwazi <laughs> understanding fully what just happened on a summer night ride. It's just right, right. something else. Yeah. No, I,
1: I, I get what you're saying. I definitely get what you're saying. I can relate to that. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. So what would you say is your least favorite coaster? It's closed now.
3: <laughs> oh, did they just announce it being closed? They is just announced one? it. No, well, no, no, not, no, that no, one. no not, not that one. one. Not, that not that one. one. Not that okay. one. But just recently. It'll reopen much better. It'll blow your mind. Oh, oh, oh! So yeah. really mind blowers your least blow favorite. blow your mind. Blow your mind. That's well, not yeah, yeah. Well,
1: Kim, Cam, the other one of the other producers of the podcast. She she does not like that ride. I mean, it's rough, and she I, calls, I mean, it's mine. M i n e. Again, yeah. I gotta hand it to 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 Fun Spot for again. I love names. I love double entendres. I love that and that is a great double entendre and unfortunately it's a very living up to its name double entendre oh yeah because you know kim talks about it being a mind mind
3: blower because it gives you a headache
2: Yeah. so uh, uh, you, by you, know. Whole skeleton. you know and
3: yeah. i don't i find it hard to you know i know i just said some mean things about revolution and ninja <laughs> but like they're fun but like um I, I find hard, I find it hard to call a poster bad. There's right. so, like right. even if it might be small, it might not be the fastest. Yeah. Well, but before, like they're still fun. But oh my goodness, mind blower. I've never shaken so violently <laughs> in my life. Yeah. I'm so yeah. happy that they're giving yeah. it the RMC treatment because it's, it's funny yeah,
2: before before uh, we rode mind blower, I was pretty convinced that there's no such thing as a bad coaster I agree. and <laughs> it gets a roller coaster you have fun how can right. you not have fun on a roller coaster until that
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah no i totally can understand it it's i remember first writing it in oh gosh i was with austin and kaylin and mark we were coming back from a media event we oh this was during the pandemic because we'd gone to uh you guys ever heard of Screaming stream no, no. It's, uh, do you guys do, do you cover haunts? Do you went to haunts at all? No, or? no, we don't talk. Oh, that. okay. It's an independent no. haunt that popped up during the a, a pandemic. It was like a drive through haunt.
0: Hmm. So it's safe
1: during the pandemic and all <laughs> that. But um, I, I got invited to the media event and I took, you know, Austin, Mark, and Kaylin. But I remember we were coming back from it because, you know, one thing that's great about fun spots are open late until midnight. Yeah, yeah. And I and then we were meeting up with, um, I think, yeah, Tim from Coaster Crew, Tim Holleran. And I'd never been to that fun spot. I'd been to Orlando and they were uh they were talking about getting a ride on Mindblower and I'm like, I still haven't read Mindblower. And you know, I you know I, I lived in Florida for a while. And anyway, so I rode it and it was great. It, it you know, it rode well. I I wooden coasters have to be really rough for me to not like them. Yeah. Yeah. So there's not many that I don't like, but But it was not rough. But then I've ridden it. You know, I have a fun spot pass now. And I've ridden it several times since then. A friend comes to visit. They need the credit. We ride it. And it's getting rough and rougher and rougher. And And it is a great candidate not to get RMC'd, eye boxed. But it is a great candidate for 208 track.
3: Yes. And
1: and as far as I know, I've not ridden a coaster with 208 track. It's fairly brand new technology. It's their Titan track. um, And I'm excited to see what it's going to do to the coaster.
2: Yeah, yeah. My only RMC is still Iron Gwazi. so
1: why I'm pretty young um, in poster enthusiasm. Yeah. Right. The
2: only RMC I've written is Iron
1: Gwazi. That's right. You've not written any others yet. Well, I mean, it's great that you've written the best RMC already.
0: Yeah, <laughs> exactly. I, I agree.
1: <laughs> yeah, because, I mean, yeah, I mean, I have my RMC opinions, but most of them I love. Not all of them, but uh, I think Iron Gwazi is the best for sure. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so, uh, yeah, Mind Blower hopefully be any better soon. So let's switch gears here and let's talk. Uh, we've talked a lot about you guys as individuals and, you know, and, you know, your best, best friends, father, son, but let's talk about the other thing that you guys share together, which is your channel. So Zooter Loopers, that same year channel has been around, you know, only about a year now, mm-hmm. but you, you know, it's had a lot of great success. And I think you guys have already answered this question, but I'm curious if there's anything else you think besides the positivity and, and all that, and the, 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 the friendliness that you guys have. Is there anything else that you would credit for the success of your channel?
2: I'd say we, we hold an extreme determination and like we hold ourselves to a very high standard. Like we, we kind of all expect a lot out of each other in a way that doesn't like put each other off, but it constantly challenges us to be better. Right. Right.
3: Yeah, there, there's, not a, there's not a photo, a reel, a YouTube video that doesn't go out. Uh, without all of us looking at it and we we pick each other apart yeah uh a lot and right right and so but it's it's all done in a it, with the intention to just improve yeah and so say it, uh constructive criticism it, is like it's not sometimes this- best friend and sometimes it's yeah. not received well yeah sometimes i'm not ready to hear him and he's not ready to hear <laughs> and hey, it bro, takes a day or two yeah, bro i
2: just spent five hours editing <laughs> you.
3: you do know like this this and this <laughs> this like man
2: why did we film this in the first place <laughs> yep
3: but um but i think um i don't know i guess i i hope that what comes across and what we do is just that we, we really like what we're doing. We, we're, we're, we're not very experienced in this coaster enthusiast world, but we have a perspective Mm -hmm. and it's a perspective that a lot of people share when they're just starting out also. And hopefully people will want to see um, what it's like again uh, if you're, if you're new, you'll see, you'll maybe relate to it. And if you're a seasoned veteran of roller coasters, maybe it'll bring back some feels, but this is how we feel hitting our first hundred or yeah. going on a giga for the first time.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. You know, it's interesting. Yeah. You guys bring a, a freshness to things because you are fairly new to the scene and it's a different perspective. You're not, you're not jaded in any ways. and. Yeah, that's uh, interesting. Now, I, just as you were answering that question, I, I, somebody came to my mind that I want to ma- mention to you. So I know you guys have got the YouTube, you know, I've watched some of your videos and obviously the Instagram, that's a huge thing for you. And you guys do a great job. You get all that positivity, and the fun posts. And, you know, I, yeah, I've been like, you know, it's been a, quite a while now that i have been following you, probably since the early days. Yeah. And I'm like, I want to meet those guys. And, you know, now I've got to meet you guys and that you guys, you know, you, um, I uh, didn't disappoint. You know, you're like, you guys are awesome and fun. It's big, big talk and everything. But the thing I thought of beyond what you're already doing, you guys have this great dynamic with each other. And as you pointed out, you've got this kind of unique perspective because you're kind of new to the scene and, you know, just experiencing a giga for the first time. And, you know, a lot of people that have channels. They did all a lot of these things for the first time before they had their channels. So they they already were, were you know, they weren't fresh. Mm-hmm. So similarly, you know, a lot, most podcasts are, you know, people aren't talking about, oh, I just experienced a giga for the first time or, you know, this and that. Have I, I, You guys with your dynamic and how outgoing and friendly you guys are, you know, our our podcast, our style is for the most part, I mean, except for special episodes, you know, there's, we have one of us, you know, one of our producers, say myself here, for example, interviewing someone that's not on the podcast that's, you know, not from our team, you know, guests and so forth. But, you know, a lot of podcasts to listen to. Um, you know, some coaster ones, et cetera. They don't necessarily have guests on normally. Mm-hmm. It's more, it's, it's, it's sort of like the morning zoo or, you know, or like coaster radio where it's, it's two people, two really good friends that are into coasters and they talk with each other and they talk about news or whatever, but I could see the two of you, you know, maybe you could have a guest on here and there, but I could see the two of you just whirling off of each other talking, you know, I, like you could do an episode. We just wrote our first giga and that yeah. could be the episode talking about trip like, to Carowinds and, so I think you guys it's, so,
3: would be, funny. it's yeah. so funny you say that we're yeah. we've been nibbling on something similar to that that maybe okay. we want to kind of put out there because one thing that I one thing that I think I lied about at the very beginning of starting this was I don't think we were honest with ourselves that we really wanted it to be successful. Yeah, we just wanted it to be fun, right? Uh, and I think a lot of people do that, but right. at the same time, they want to be successful. but what does success look like, you know, yeah, and maybe right. it's monetization on YouTube. Uh, maybe it's hitting uh, a thousand subscribers, yeah. you know, right. or something like that and which we just hit and we're super thankful for. Yeah, awesome. But I think everything changed when we realized, okay, we do actually want to do something. What, and what we're passionate about is having fun as a family and telling stories. And so how can we tell stories and present it to everybody and do well with it? And so hopefully uh, it, you know, like we, we've almost kind of said we, we might need to unapologetically try to get more folks to, to try to find us because uh, we love making what we make and the stories yeah. that we tell. And so to your point that you were saying that could be a, dyna- a dynamic, uh our walks that we take every week yeah we so were thinking about what if we just put a camera down when we talk because right. and could that be interesting so we we have been playing with it we have been playing with the it's idea Been
1: an idea. so yeah so in other words you could do like a wearable gopro or something and then while you're walking it would be filming you or something like that right yeah.
3: our our vision without like we've been really he, brian has always been a lover of art and he's drawn and he's worked with sculptures and he's done all the things that kids do. Right. Yeah. And It's all been good. No offense, Brian. It's all been good. But like, <laughs> but like out of nowhere, I know. He, he, what are you trying to say? It's good. It's good. But it's good. <laughs>
1: but this is the morning zoo stuff I'm talking about right here. Baby.
3: But like, but since you started editing our videos and I don't know if I'm saying it because I'm your dad, but I think they're phenomenal. And I think you have an, a natural eye for what you want to see and putting it into a film and with no, with no training and no school on that matter, I think you've done really good. So I love him exploring that field and seeing how he, what, how can you get this new shot and how can we tell this story so that's our biggest uh hurdle we yeah. have story that we want to tell but we want it to be a little bit more interesting than just a stationary camera yeah right
1: right interesting well that that's uh, very very intriguing i'm looking forward to seeing how you guys kind of evolve that and different things you try and you know some things you're going to try may not work well yeah. That's okay. You learn from it. You try something oh, totally. Else.
3: We love that. Yeah. It. It's okay. It's yeah. Good. No,
1: I'm looking forward to that. That's awesome. That's awesome. And very cool. Very cool. So what would you say, you know, we've already talked about, again, you guys are father-son team. You look at each other as best friends, but, you know, even friends can have challenges. And you were talking a little bit earlier about how there's some, sometimes there's some hurt feelings. You know, Brian, you said, I worked on that for five hours and you're criticizing it and all that. But, you know, besides those sort of things, you know, is there anything else you'd like to share about what it's like? For a father-son team to be running a channel like that a coaster channel on youtube and instagram and whatnot
2: i'd say it's one of the best things we could have done because you know when you when you go into something with like a friend you can't really and even if it's like a friend that you've known all your life i know i can trust him with anything you know so i know i can really come to him with any idea and any any vision and he'll hear me out. He, he doesn't have like anything against me. He, he shares the same vision that I have and the same goals that I have to, because I mean, I've expressed it before. My goal is to be able to make doing YouTube my career. That's my end goal. And so, and he fully supports that. And I just think that's awesome. The fact that I can have this bond with my dad that not a lot of people get to have, the fact that like I, I can tell my friends like, oh yeah, guess where I'm going this weekend. I'm going to SeaWorld twice and Bush Gardens. <laughs> <laughs> like, like it's it's a really cool thing. And like I don't want to flex my dad relationship, but it's it's awesome. It's <laughs> really, cool. really nothing but positive.
1: That's fantastic. So, yeah. so Brian, you mentioned about um, you know, your dad supporting you and you wanting to do like YouTube as a career. It, uh, do you mean that just that, or do you are you thinking perhaps in general, like filmmaking? You know, getting maybe documentaries, you know, maybe things that are not just on the YouTube platform. Is that yeah. like video, or? I mean,
2: I just have a passion for storytelling and being able to tell that through YouTube has just been such a great platform to tell my my stories through cinematography and take people along on these journeys. You know. And yeah. Then, it's yeah. wild that I could just pick up a camera, talk to it and tell a story to a whole ton of people. The fact that a thousand people follow us and we had a friend of ours who um, told us a while back, he's like, I always tell this to people who have smaller followings. Even if you have 300 followers, imagine how overwhelming it would be if there's 300 people in front of you. And right. I just right. thought about that recently. Like, yeah. imagine if I was trying to film and there were a thousand people just staring at me. Yeah. And so
1: yeah. it's yeah. Kind of wild. No, that's great. And I love your focus on storytelling because, you know, a good video is a story. These podcast episodes, these interviews that we do, yeah. they are stories. You know, yeah. we're telling people stories We're in many cases, we are helping people tell a story they didn't know they had. A lot of people yeah. don't think about the fear journeys that they've been through and and the significance of their love of parks it, parks, not just being about having fun. Like, look at you, Brian, how, you know, you talked about, you know, you you met your girlfriend because of your love of coasters and, yeah. you know, and, and, you know, James, you're talking about with Mako, you know, the, the religious ex- experience that you had because of Mako and, and in your, you know, how, a, you know, a new form of faith for you. You know, and that's that's really powerful, and so yeah, I mean, this is you know, it's storytelling is incredible, and that's why I love movies, and and that's another one of my passions because I love good storytelling. And uh, I have to ask you guys, just because I have to bring this up, um, so I you guys are obviously very active on in Instagram. Are you? Do you know of uh, two people I name of Christian and Morgan Duffy? Christian's YouTube, uh, Christian's Instagram channel Christian dot mov. You guys follow them at all? Do you do you have you heard of them? They own a company called Escape Visuals.
3: Uh, I don't know them. No, I don't okay. know them.
1: Well, uh, yeah, for I think but for both of you and it's been me, especially for you, Brian, given what you want to do with your your career. Mm-hmm. Uh, I and again, these are two more people that again, I'm not just saying this, they're on my list. i just talked to christian on the phone yesterday talking about you know trying to schedule him they travel a lot and it's like christian i need you to be nailed down somewhere where we know you have good internet i want to do the interview with both of you (laughs) um but they're christian's such a strong personality i have to interview them separately i have to do two separate interviews but anyway christian and morgan they're a husband and wife and they're uh they're in their mid-20s not much older than you brian and um they uh own a, a production company that makes uh amongst other things uh commercials for theme parks for coaster companies.
3: I just followed them <laughs> yeah
1: no you'll love their content they know it's beautiful yeah they started yeah. their company five years ago or so and it has exploded exploded husband and wife again like you guys father and son you know, you know, fathers and sons they can you know, especially teenagers nothing is no no offense brian you know you can have strife and hormones and all that stuff but you know the fact that you guys work together and you travel to, you know again that's a great sign likewise christian and morgan they're married and not only do they live together but they travel all over the world together for work and they work 20 hours a day together that's some of the hardest people hardest working people i know but what what strikes me and you i have to introduce to them and then the, christian and morgan they're two of my closest friends in orlando Don't see them all the time because they're traveling a lot. But when they're home, we hang out all the time. I want you guys to meet them because we've got a lot of of similar um, perspectives and value systems. I'll say that much, but also um, just they're, they love the parks. They do resorts, water parks, everything, but they are storytellers. They love telling a story and Morgan's more on the business side, but she's creative too. But Christian He's the idea guy, really. He's the big idea guy, and he's the one that comes up with these brilliant ad campaigns. Um, you know, and they and they work with all the parks, all the coaster manufacturers, the water parks, pro slides, you know, whitewater, everything. Um, so I want to introduce you guys. I think I think maybe Brian, there's might be a connection for you, especially.
2: Yeah, for so, sure.
1: But anyway, but quick, you know, quick aside. But I again, this is what I love doing. Um, you know, aside from the the social aspects of the hobby of the podcast. I love making connections between people, friends that I have that I I have separate friends and I've done this so many times introducing them because I know they'll get along and then they become the best of friends. I don't get, I'm not the jealous. I don't get jealous of their own friendship. I love making that happen. Similarly people like working together, collaborating together. I, you know, I, I made that happen. You know what I'm saying? I've made it happen. I've done the introductions and I love helping facilitate that, Former positivity where we, you know, would make connections in the world. And I see this, I see something here and I, I can't ignore it. So anyway, we'll have to make awesome. That's a quick insight. Yeah, for well, sure. You know, for
3: sure. Late, you know, we just, when we went to Carowinds, it was our first time traveling to do a media event. And I remember telling yeah. the boys before we left and then after we left, like when we got home, well, when, before we left, I said, I want you guys to keep in mind if this is what you want to do, um. This is a taste of what you could expect, and just whatever this is—the hardships and the tiredness and the workload and the yeah. travel—times it by an exponential amount of numbers. Because it's if you want this to be real, then this is what it's going to be. And at the end of every time we we go to film something, I always ask them, "Did you have fun? Like, was this fun for you?" Yes. And it's yep. never been not fun. It's always been work. Yeah. It's definitely not easy.
2: No, and we were, were always like, all right, that was just like seven hours of work. That was a whole day of work. Yeah. Is this what you want to do? Yeah. And it's always just an undeniable yeah. yes. It is just like immediately, like before he can even finish it, I'm just like, yes, I love it. Yeah.
3: I mean, even if it's like 12 hours of us shelling for shark teeth in a beach. <laughs> getting sunburned, like at the end I was was exhausted. I'm like, dude, was that fun? Do you see yourself doing this? He's like, yes. And you know, you could, I know it's kind of, maybe it's 10 years ago. I think people would have looked at me as a crazy father for saying it, but I don't mind Brian not going to college and pursuing this because what he's learned is networking, which is from somebody who's been in corporate jobs, dude, networking is I mean, 75% of it.
1: Absolutely. Who you know is everything. Yep. Yep. And
3: then, you know, being able to like do the hard work and being able to um, make those connections, get in the right places, create and push yourself, bro, like the sky's the limit. If this is what you want to do, you just got to hustle for it. And And you're learning so many more things that a degree is nice to hang up on the wall, but uh, you're making some connections that are pretty valuable.
2: Well, and it's funny, I've always wanted to create content ever since I was a little kid. You know, I grew up watching all sorts of different bloggers, but um I, I've had YouTube channels in the past. This is the first one that's actually seen any sort of success. And it's just wild to see what once was just a childhood dream that I feel like a lot of people can relate to having. It's awesome to see it becoming a reality. Yeah. And it, it just makes me push even harder. I'm at the time of filming this i'm two weeks away from graduation actually like maybe one and then like two days with finals but like i'm so close and as soon as i'm out of school it's full speed ahead like you said the sky's the limit i don't see any reason why i should never not have my camera with me
1: that's awesome that's awesome i love it i love i love the passion one of my things that i i treasure about myself is my passion i've said it before on the podcast i'll say it right here again. Uh, one of my biggest uh, idioms or adages I live my life by is a life without passion. A life without passion is a life not lived. Yeah. You know, and I lose, I live in the opposite way of that. But, uh, and I, I do that almost just about every day. And, you know, the plans I make for the future and, you know, the things I've got going on, it's, you know, if the whole YOLO, you know, live, you know, live like, yeah. you know, only live once and all that. But, and I, and I see that passion of both you guys. And I love that the passion, you know, for you, Brian, you're excited to graduate, you've worked hard. And, and, and now you're like, the world is gonna be your oyster. You're ready to embrace it. And that, I, love, yeah. I love to keep that energy up. That's awesome. Funny. It's
2: awesome. We were, we were at, um, at Carowinds and we were taking a photo by fury. And someone asked like the, per- we asked a random person to take our photo. And they're like, oh, do you want like to put the camera to the side? dad's like no it's like his accessory yeah. <laughs> i feel like a little, <laughs> little money figure, you know how like the lego guys are always holding on to something yeah like, like it's right here i have my camera with me at all times nice yes.
1: nice what what camera is that
3: by the way what do you what do you use
2: i use a nikon z30 nice <laughs>
3: he nice. bought it used Yeah, uh, and you know it was he, his own his own cash dad didn't pay for it you know like it it's his passion i was against it i was like keep using iphone <laughs> right the, great it could do half of our it footage works- is it's shot on iphone yeah
1: yeah but there's something that the the mirrorless and the dslrs they just yeah it's a whole yeah. list of, uh, and, yeah and then there's then there's all the production great stuff and all it's just you know everything yeah 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 it's so, been fun yeah, having
2: all these little toys
1: so you, you know brian you were talking earlier about you know the what's been most meaningful for you for coasters and parks is meeting your girlfriend. Yes. And then you talked about how you asked her out at the top of Mako. Yeah. Right. So I did not know that until tonight. Yeah. And that's a great lead into our next question, because knowing that now I totally get why. And again, I love symbology, you know, like this whole thing with my first concert. Now this concert, you too. it's the same tour, yeah. you know, all that. And so, the symbology here is fantastic, but I don't want to take your thunder away. So, but let's talk, let's talk about the elephant in the room here.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, you know, like the, uh, yeah. So anyway, so you guys recently completed a very special project. The one I'm alluding to, and it was done at Bush gardens, Tampa, a park that you guys probably spend the most time at is Bush gardens. Right. Of course. Cause that's, that's your home park. Yeah. 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 So I know what you did. And again, I don't watch a lot of YouTube. That's just me personally. I just, I, I don't have time. That's why I love podcasts because I'm driving, I'm running errands, I'm working and you know, that's just me though. I'm really, I'm unique in that way, but I do watch some YouTube and I've watched some of your videos on the one. I love the best is the one I'm talking about. Yep. So tell our listeners what you guys did and, so, yeah. and how it went.
2: Yeah, it was pretty awesome. Um, First of all, before this, she had only been to Bush Gardens once and she wrote almost everything, or she had only been to Bush Gardens once recently. The last time was in two years. So she hasn't been in a long time and she specifically hasn't written um, Shikra. And so prom time was just around the corner. And so I figured. With me setting the bar so high, asking her out on Mako, like, how can I top this?
3: What a Lucy statement, bro. Like, <laughs> so high. Well, it's
2: like, yeah, like, quite literally, 200 feet high.
3: <laughs> like, uh, continue, sorry, what, sorry.
2: What can, I, what can I possibly do if I just show up at her house with a sign? Like, that's pretty weak.
0: 100%. Agree, agree, agree.
2: So, we got eight poster boards. We got eight poster boards and we set them up right on the floor because when Shikra goes right over the edge, you see a path right to your left. Yeah. And so right on that path, we set up the eight poster boards and they said, Naya, will you go to prom with me? And <laughs> we we went a week before, we tested it with some friends. Um, we just got one of the poster boards and wrote the, the word test. Yes. Um, it looked great. And then we we did it for the real deal. We actually tried it on uh, Cheetah Hunt mm-hmm. before. We tried to yeah. put it on a little bridge that Cheetah Hunt yes. goes under.
3: We were, it was late. <laughs> well, we were afraid that you couldn't see it good enough for the camera. Yeah. Right. Like, right. You see it in person. Yeah. But will it showing camera and
2: that's the only thing it does not show well on the camera which is a major bummer right but but, but if you're you see her reaction and well. if you pause you'll yeah. see it yep so it, it was awesome she said yes and it was just an incredible experience she didn't expect anything mm-hmm. and it was her first time on Sheikra in two years so she yeah. was already experiencing that adrenaline rush that's then awesome. peeking over the edge she sees that it was, it was
3: good
2: it was a great moment her dad and him set it up at the bottom so it, it was awesome. funny like i had i walked into the park with her and got her in and yeah. I gave him the backpack just in case the metal detector set off, and they start pulling out poster boards. Yeah. Right, right,
1: dude, Smart. I a
3: distractor. <laughs>
1: Smart, that's good. I'm thinking. also
3: afraid of bringing in the poster boards because it, you know it is a SeaWorld park. I don't want them thinking I'm like a protester. Right, <laughs> of course, the last
1: <laughs> thing you'd want. That's right. That's so yeah, it's so true.
3: Like, yeah. So yeah. everything works perfectly, though. Yeah. Yeah, and
1: I, I got to say um, that you know you talked about if you pause. You know, when you're at the top of Sheikra, there, starting to face down, that you can see a reaction. I didn't have to pause it. I saw her reaction.
3: Excellent. excellent. I, so she
1: like she's like, it's all she's excited. Like, nice. but then it's oh, yeah. like, you know, yeah. So then, and, yeah, but then it was like no words were said because you, you fall, you know, it's, you, all of a sudden you're yeah. going down the yeah. drop. But, but, and then I remember talking to you, I mean, watching the video, I remember talking to you sometime afterwards, Brian. And I realized this was kind of like, a, it was like double jeopardy. You know, because it wasn't just you weren't just asking her to your prom, you were asking kind of to go to her prom too, because she's a year behind yep. you. Yep. So your senior prom and her junior prom.
2: No. no, no, no. She's also a senior. We just go to different schools.
1: Oh, it's different schools. Yeah. Oh, so oh wow, that's even bigger than two senior proms. Okay. Yeah. So
2: funny enough, right after the pipeline media day, we aren't going home. We're driving straight to her house.
3: Straight to her prom. Oh, her to her
2: prom the next day. Oh, so we're editing great. in the car and I'm going to upload that as soon as I get to her house, my pipeline video. Nice. And we're we're also filming a road trip to her house.
1: Oh, that's great. That's great. Another so, you know, video for you guys. Again, a great story to tell. Yeah. And the other thing I loved about the video because, you know, this, this, go, this could go into a whole, like, another hour-long conversation, you know, especially I know the three of us have very similar value systems but um one of my issues with society today and this can get very uh philosophical and, and we don't get into politics of course on the show but you know how i feel about you know why gun violence occurs and things like that just my personal beliefs but again i'm not getting into specifics but bottom line is while i am not i am not a kind of person who must have kids i i part of it is that sort of good selfishness i like to travel i like to experience life and i kind of like just not having that. But at the same time, I do have to say, James, I say this to all parents I know that do a great job, that I have so much respect for parents that do it right. And obviously you've done it right. Because look at how Brian's turned out. Be, you know, just fantastic. Thank so, you. and like, you know, the fact of how great you guys get along. And, and it's just, I love it. It's so inspiring. But I I believe that our society would be a lot better if we had more families with good family values, good traditional kind of classic family values, like the family values that I grew up with in the eighties. Mm-hmm. I hate that you know I'm not that old. I'm in my forties and I'm already kind of feel like I'm one of those like you know like oh you know in my day it was a lot better than <laughs> kind of thing. But 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 seriously though you know it, it's we need more great family values and you know these days this day and age you no know, parents are like I don't want my son dating a girl and you know all these problems and pregnancy you know but here we are and this is what i was so striking about that video that you guys did is it wasn't just that you were supporting brian james but naya's father was there yeah. and like you and you you were you know james you were with him and partners in prime help him make this happen yeah and when do you see that you know it's usually you know the, the, the you know for prom the 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 guy has to sneak around and hopefully the (laughs) girls' parents don't know about it. And, you know, and so it says everything about how, not not just for you two, but it sounds like for Naya and her, her parents and her father, you know, just these great family relationships and respect. And it's just, you know, this again, it's not coasters, it's not parks, at least not directly, but you know, the wholesome, the values here and just, it's that positivity. It's another form of that positivity you know and maybe the parks are part of it because i believe that that families that coaster together they have better quality lives they have better relationships as i've seen this again and again because i've interviewed quite a few families i used to be uh, more active with the ace ride with us podcast and i had a segment uh in fact again honesty aside talk about names names that i created uh, the name of that segment that I was recurring segment uh, on that podcast for quite a while that I was in charge of, I called it Coaster's Run in the Family, wow. again, a double entendre. And I have interviewed so many families. The first family I interviewed is actually Elizabeth Ringus, her husband and kids. Elizabeth's the president of ACE now. And uh, interviewed a whole bunch of different families, brothers and parents and kids and and all of these families, and I have many friends that I've not interviewed as well, that again, like I said, when I introduced you guys, again, that are these family bonds and and it, it's so much positivity because we share this, this great hobby that's fun, that's great for our mental health together yeah. and the road trips and the bonding and all the time to talk and conversation and talk about, you know, and what you enjoy. And and you know, and and, and again, there and you guys are taking it to a whole nother level because because i don't know of many you know there, there's you know there's there's um you know couples like you know boyfriend girlfriend or whatever that work together on channels but i don't know of any any um you know genetic if you will families you know father sons for example like you guys that are running a channel together um i don't i don't know if i know of any but it might be but so you guys take that whole other level where you are challenging each other creativity and brian you're trying to make a career i i i did not know half of this before starting this interview today i just love all of this it's great
3: yeah it's it's been a lot of fun yeah i'm glad we could surprise you <laughs> yeah you know, no that's I, fantastic I, and i agree with you i think um you know, it's funny we when we started i told brian the reason I'm mainly the person that you're talking to whenever you're reaching out to us on Instagram, yeah, is because I told him, no, dude, there's so many creeps on the internet. I I don't want anybody like no. Right. I'll, I'm gonna weed them out. I'm gonna weed them right. out. So typically, if it's a it, typically if it's like a kid or somebody that like Brian knows, I pass it on to him. Uh, <laughs> if it's somebody else, then I. You know, I'll look at their profile, I'm like, all right, I'll I'll talk to Coaster Surf. I don't know who this is, but I'll talk to them. <laughs> uh, but uh, but like, I was against really meeting anybody. I was like, dude, no, I want yeah. to be private. I don't want to talk to anybody. He was against
2: collaborating with people.
3: And man, what was it like? There were a couple people
2: where we we just. I finally pushed him, like, dude, let's meet up. This 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 person would. Fit our creative vision for this video. This is how we could utilize their their character, and it it
3: fit perfectly. Well, then I opened up my door of like, you know, being so sheltered and, (laughs) but like to your point, I think that the world can use a little bit more communication with each other. We have a lot more things in common, I think, than we do not have in common, and. And, you know, being part of a coaster community or a theme park community or a Disney community, like you already, you already have one foot in the door. Mm-hmm. Um, let's get to know each other a little bit more. And right. we could really start building some really great bonds with each other. I, When we started, I had no idea that we would be on a podcast talking to you, somebody that we've met uh, and rode coasters with together and been able to like really I get to know a little bit more and I'm so appreciative of of it. And there's several others that we have as well. And our lives have changed for the better because of it. And I, I really hope like it gives me faith in the world, you know, so that we could keep growing to know each other a little bit more and hopefully, you know, put down our barriers and, and be able to find out, you know, what makes each other special so that we get together with each other. You wouldn't have been able to be with Naya and I wouldn't be able to know their dad, her dad and her family. And we wouldn't have that relationship if we hadn't just trusted to try to get to know other people. And um, it's been a blessing. Yeah.
1: That's that's fantastic. That's great. And yeah, I mean, I can relate to, you know, what you said there, especially about the the bonds and, and, and relationships you make and and so forth you and, I, I, and sometimes things happen out of out of nowhere when I least expect them i was just at a um, media event another organization that uh coastal challenge has a great relationship with uh, is the uh, wellens media and they they do amongst other things they basically are the pr firm that that handles a lot of the organizations that are on international drive you know icon Park uh the pirates dinner theater which also is the country nights live and teatro martini and uh and and other other um locations along there and 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 even in Kissimmee and elsewhere and they they do a great job and and we uh, get invited out to their media events and i just went to a media event for a new interactive game that's on the wheel at icon park Mm -hmm. and uh they put on really nice events and they had a nice it was a breakfast it was morning uh time event and they had you know nice you know uh, beverages and you know nice breakfast and they not only did they have pastries but they had uh, uh um, servers going around uh giving people like little mini chicken and waffles and you know it was, it was almost like a fancy party That's cool and, yeah. and uh I, t- I took a couple of friends that were visiting from ohio with me as my guest we had a great time and uh i never expected this but i ran into a friend of our friend of mine a friend of ours of the podcast uh the um the final guest we had on our first season Lee Cockrell who is the former executive vice president of Disney World
0: hmm.
1: and I've, uh, David and I have I've gotten to hang out with him several times breakfast a couple times and there he was Lee was there and I we got to say hi to my friends we talked for 15 minutes and you know we took our picture together and he's just such a talk about positivity and wisdom uh Lee's been you know he's been around the block a few times and he's retired now from Disney But he is so wise. If you guys have not heard his episode, it's the last episode of season one. And this is for you you guys, Brian and James, but also our listeners, go back and listen to that one. Uh, You know, all of our episodes, I think are great for one reason or another, but he is so great about, he gives so much advice the entire interview. It's not just that, question that's coming up for you guys here you know what advice can you give it, those that are listening but he, and it makes sense because he, he does leadership seminars that's what he does now in his retirement for fun travels all over the world doing that and uh he's just such a wise person and i think you guys would, would really get a kick out of his interview yeah. and he's funny too he's a nice guy and he's create he's just fun guy to talk to but anyway ran into him at that media event and uh he has a partnership with with icon park i didn't know about uh, and it's like wow, you know, it's and it's just these these connections and these meaningful relationships that come from this hobby that's all about having fun. Yeah, it's pretty cool. I mean, you can't mm-hmm. beat that, you know. Oh, so yeah. yeah, and you guys will you guys will be you know meeting more and more people. And I, I'm you know again, I'm happy to introduce you to people. I'm already talking about Krishna uh, Morgan and others, and and you. But you know, forget about me. I'm just one person. You guys are gonna because of how you conduct yourselves, your positivity your attitudes, your, your creativity, you know, your how outgoing you are, all those things, put those together. You guys are going to meet more people and making more connections and, and uh, Brian and your, your personal career, trying to, you know, making this into a career yourself. I think you're going to go places for sure. Oh, yeah. I appreciate that. Absolutely. You've got the the talent and the attitude. And if you've got talent and attitude, you're done. You, that's all you need. So yeah.
2: Yeah. Well, and on top of that, I really have the drive to make this work like no matter what.
1: <laughs> nice, nice, nice. You'll do it. You'll definitely do it. And I, I'm, I'm happy to try and help. And again, I think I have some ideas. We'll talk about that offline. But any case, but uh, just a couple more questions for you guys here. So our next question is the Dusty Lystra question. Dusty is a uh, was one of our first guests, one of our first um, friends of the podcast, fans of the podcast. Uh, of the channel before we were podcast before david and i met um he's known david for years and unfortunately he passed away last year at 16 um very very tragic and so we have a question to honor him and to really consider mortality uh and you know and that you know who knows how long our lives are going to be so you know i think one of the things and this is why david came up with this question when you think about mortality one of the most important things to think about is you know what is your legacy going to be and, and the one way you can measure your legacy is those that knew you, how are they going to remember you? So for each of you, and of course this is very much an individual question to please both answer. How would you like your family, your friends, your colleagues to remember you by?
2: Well, so, and I think he might agree with me on this, but I, obviously there's a bunch of crazy things that I want to do and there's like, this whole career that I've been talking about. Um, But it all ties back into the main reason why I could do this. And tying back to everything he was saying about being able to, if you could trust a restraint, you could trust God. I (laughs) want to tie it back into the only reason I've been able to do this is because it's all been an incredible blessing from God. And I've been blessed with an amazing family i've been blessed with countless incredible opportunities and it's all just been incredible it's really wild if you put your faith in him everything falls into place
1: that's great so
2: i guess that's what i want people to remember me by not by not by my feats but what caused me to achieve those
1: yeah no that's great that's great and and again like i said i'm not necessarily most religious person but maybe this is kind of along those lines brian you know you know we keep talking about positive attitudes i believe that i believe in karma which maybe that could be you know a religious type thing maybe it is religion that really is responsible for karma and how it works but uh, you know i believe you know with a positive attitude so many things can happen and maybe maybe that is you know that is you know god's involved with in that maybe god says okay That he has learned from me. He has learned how to live and that deserves to be sponsored and and supported. And, you know, maybe that's what it is. Um, But, you know, I can very very much appreciate what you shared. So thank you, James. uh, Brian, again, that was so poignant, but is there anything you would like to add, James?
3: I think it's at my stage with my experience, I think what I value most in my life is what my children can can learn from me and and take off from that. So hopefully uh, what people remember me by is by looking at the accomplishments of my own kids and not just accomplishments and you know what they are able to do or bring home or anything like that, but like um, do they how's their family of their own and how are they uh, treating others? And hopefully, you know, after I've gone and somebody that knows me meets Brian and goes, wow, you know, James did a good job with you, you know, like you, you, you grew up well, you know, and if he could, you know, have a family and children and then have this same type of great relationship that I'm so fortunate to have with Brian and Derek, uh, with his kids. Oh, that'd be, I'd be doing backflips. Yeah, that's, that's awesome. That'd be I all I it. Want. I love it, and you know, I I looked at this earlier.
1: You know that I I know of other you know father and son or, or parent child you know teams or you know coaster lovers and, and things like that. And I've interviewed them and uh, the, on the other podcast and all that. Uh, one of those teams I can think of is uh, Chuck and Chase Cole. Uh, Chuck, I met of all places, you know, against fate, karma. Again, I believe in those things. And we met just by chance in the middle of waiting for Tron Light Cycle Power Run in Shanghai four years ago. And I was wearing my Coaster Challenge shirt. I was there, you know, partially representing Coaster Challenge, filming there in China at the parks I went to. And Chuck and his son Chase were there, and just happening behind me. I was wearing a BMW hat, and Chuck kind of looks to me and says, "Okay, probably speaks English. Or he, You know, like he's, he's you know European or, or from the U.S. or something." and and he says english i said yeah yeah and then it turns out he already knew david and i told this story before on the podcast and they've become great friends of ours and and uh and and we've had chuck on the podcast multiple times and again he has a great relationship with his son he travels all over the world taking his son to parks and they just have a great again it's like that best friend relationship He's so supportive of his son but you know I didn't, again, I didn't think about this before the interview, the significance of this, but you guys have that, but you also have this working relationship, which is also spawning off into your career now, Brian, and that you guys are just taking it to the whole next level. And again, I've been you know talking about this already, but I can't stop, but because I'm just so happy for you guys and, and so impressed. And, and just, I I just love all of this. And I love how you guys take it to the next level and, you, you know, you know for so for you james to remember you know for what you did for your kids and how you how you how you you know led your kids to success uh yeah i totally you know if that's how you remember by that's absolutely fantastic because look what you've done so yeah, absolutely so you know we talked about a lot of wisdom here and and positivity and you guys have already given some good advice and shared some good stories but you know, this is kind of like this This last kind of main question. It's just kind of, kind of for housekeeping, if you will, if there's any last tidbits or gems you'd like to share, any final advice you'd like to give those that are listening?
2: Oh, man. Okay. <laughs> so there's a bit of advice that you gave me a long time ago that I think about a lot.
3: I see a lot of stuff.
2: <laughs> um, <laughs> a long time ago, and I think about this when considering my career and everything I want to do. Is a long time ago. I I used to play. I'm sure you're familiar with the game Minecraft. Used oh to yeah, play of course. All the time, and I got hired by a small little company to build stuff for them. They paid oh. me. They paid me wow. some money to do it, and it was a fun thing to do over the summer. Wow he he supported it fully which i was like oh sweet he supports me playing a video game (laughs) you know um but he told me he said and i think you were quoting someone so i don't think it's uh, a james from Zootaloopers quote but um he said (laughs) if if you find a job that you love like you'll never work a day in your life or something like that Yeah,
3: Um, yeah that's a famous quote yeah yeah I I came up with that. You came up with that? That was mine.
2: Yeah. Anywho, um, (laughs) he he said that, and I had never heard that before at that age, and that stuck with me for so long, and it still sticks with me today that I still reference it almost on the daily when talking about this, because after every time we're filming, after every day we do something related to this channel, I, I just have the biggest smile on my face and I'm just thinking about what's next. Mm-hmm. I'm That's just awesome. so happy doing yeah. this that like, it never feels like work. It is always just
3: fun. That's awesome. I get, and I guess to add, um, if I could give like more specific advice uh, to anybody that might be listening is, um, outside of enjoy yourself yeah. while you're doing this is, um, Pay, pay attention to your analytics. Um, seriously, yeah. Like, look, there's people that are listening that are probably like, "Dude, these guys have a thousand some somewhat subscribers. How are they getting into these media events?" Um, I don't, I don't know how we are, but I will say, pay attention to your analytics, and it, it, you know, be honest with yourself. If you want to make this a business, make a business and treat it like a business. If you want to do it, really be serious about it. Pay attention right. to your analytics and look at the numbers yeah. and we look at it and we'll see, like, for example, we were invited to a non-coaster event recently. I don't want to like share it, but it's yeah, on our- okay. uh, It's because, you know, we were invited. So I don't yeah. want to like out them for a bad performing video, but like, <laughs> <the> video. Did- <laughs> The video did terrible. It was a great video. Oh, I loved it. I was, I, I was so happy with it. But,
2: but it flopped. The
3: thing is, I knew it wasn't gonna do good. Uh, because I see I look at our analytics and I see what our what our what our audience likes more and I could see what grows our audience a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Um I did it. We did it because it was a good opportunity for us. Sure. So there was still a reason to do it, but at the same time, I still want to just urge anybody that's listening: look at your analytics, check them out, yep. check your click-through rate on YouTube. If you're if your thumbnail, if, look at it as at an inch big. If it's too cluttered, no one's going to click on it. Right. Clean up your thumbnails. Clean up your titles. If there's three dots after your words in your titles, it's too long. Shorten. Yeah. Keep yeah. changing and keep analyzing there's, and challenge yourself. There's a character limit before it yeah. starts trailing off. And what is that? Right. I don't know. But like we're but we're not perfect yeah. by any means. Oh, if you if you could hear me looking at my analytics, I'm like, we suck. Yeah. We do. Uh, but <laughs> it's, but like, it's okay. Yeah. Because you're learning. Because exactly. if you have a five percent click-through rate, then aim to get a six percent click through right. rate. That's right. And right. the great thing that I love about YouTube is that there's no need to bash other people's YouTube content. There's no need to like put down other people's content. Thank it's not you. a zero sum game. Because the Coaster Challenge podcast can blow up and that won't take away from a Zooter Looper's audience. Yep. Right. Because we could right. both grow together and there's an audience for everyone. This video is probably going to be over an hour long. I would never in my life put out an hour long video, ever. <laughs> Right, but, right. but there's a an audience
1: it's for a different
3: form of this. media right there's an yeah. Audience yeah exactly and yeah
1: audio can different. be a longer format because again yeah. people can listen to it uh, yeah. in parallel to other things like you know driving yeah. and,
3: and whatnot so yeah and so, and I love no. like, yeah. just encouraging people figure out what you love make it look at your analytics you don't need to copy everybody not everybody needs to be Coaster Studios like you could be yourself <laughs> You could do your own thing and, and, uh, and you, you could just, I explore and and fail and fail and it's okay because you'll get better. Yeah. We learn. Learn. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. It's because Brian shared super high level, but if there's a 16 year old listening to this, like, man, I want to get my own YouTube channel, but I suck. Like you don't suck. Just keep going.
1: Yeah. Keep at it. Yeah. No, I love it. I love it. Again, that positivity, great advice. Both of you and James, you know, I love that you shared that. You know, just because you YouTube channel, you don't have to be in competition with other YouTube channels. You don't have to tear each other down. Because I, when I joined Coaster Challenge, I actually probably watched a little more YouTube back then. My life wasn't as as busy. I wasn't going on a cruise every month like I am. Again, I'm not complaining. I've got a great life. <laughs> I'm happy about my life, and I'm going on a cruise tomorrow. Uh, and you know, I, I, I'm, you know, again, I love themed entertainment. That's what cruises are all about and amongst other things. And no, I have a great life. I get to travel. I get to talk to great people like you. I get to go to the parks and great ride these great coasters and then living in Florida is amazing. And all the great parks we have here again, I, I'm very happy with my life. Uh, you know, and you know, I, uh, I, you know, I, I back, back, you know, five years ago, I, I, my life was different. I was still married and that had its own challenges and I wasn't, I was home more and not doing as much. And I did watch more YouTube back then. And I was aware certainly of rivalries between channels and all that. So when I met David five years ago, you know, I, and I, I was like, wow, okay, this is a YouTube channel, but it's for charity. It's for good mission. People facing their fears. And I was like, I want to join this channel because this, this is a great mission. I want to be a part of this. And soon thereafter, you know, Jason, Dave and I teamed up and I was glad to be part of that mission because we weren't competing with anyone. You know, we're not, we're not, we don't make money off of this. We, we put our own money into it, yeah. you know, which is, again, that's different than what, you, what you're what you looking to do behind. Again, that, uh, this is not my career. This is for fun. You want to make a career of it and go for it. That's awesome. And I think you're going to be, do great. But for me... I didn't want to compete, but I see so many of my friends fighting, and competing with each other, and it's just like, come on, guys! I mean, I get it; this is your living, but you can still support each other.
3: Yes, yeah. So, like I watch multiple channels.
2: I watch so many different types of creators yeah. that make completely different things, and I yeah. love them all the same.
3: Yeah, yeah. yeah.
2: So, there's, there's an audience for everything. Like
1: absolutely. You said. Yeah, there's a lot of great creators out there. You know, shout out to an Insider, to El Toro Ryan, to Park Pros, to Theme yeah. Park Worldwide. I mean, these are
3: dude, you know, and, and, and you're listing off like right there. Park Pros yep. makes the greatest short form form content I've yes. seen. Uh, yep, LC he does. Ryan and his Coaster Idiots got us. That inspired, that, that inspired a lot of early our early. Oh, I bet it did. Yeah, 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 yeah. of course, right? Because it's yeah. just dudes having fun. It's like I want to be a dude having
1: fun Um. (laughs) and Ryan and it's funny Ryan is a friend of mine I've hung out with him several times we've had him here on the podcast one of the nicest guys you'll ever meet Hmm. so kind so genuine and you know I'm friends with Mark who's one of the idiots (laughs) (laughs) Um, you know our time Mike I'm friends with him too they're great guys uh Mike we've had here on the podcast Mike he did had a great interview with Kim on here on the show and he's got a great positive attitude like you guys do and and no he, and Ryan's got some great great people we also also had Dan um who I didn't really know well but he he did he had a great interview with Kim as well Dan yeah. from October Ryan agree um I think I don't think we have had Pete yet on yet but you know there's a, again great crew on there great crew but yeah there's a lot of great creators out there and that doesn't mean there can't be more yeah um, you know, look at how many movie studios there are how many movies exactly. come up look at me tv shows again it's all it's all good all for the good so but anyway so thanks for sharing your advice so the last thing and and again we love to promote we talk about that we love again we're not speaking of what you just talked about we're not in competition with anyone else so we're happy to promote we love to promote but i really not trying to choose favorites or anything but i really want to help promote you guys because you guys are awesome you're positive attitudes i love your your you know your your you and you want to tell stories and how you do how you tell your stories and how awesome your videos are and I love your energy, your passion. I want to see you guys succeed. And you guys are new. So you know it's especially helpful I think for new channels like you guys to get, you know, to get out there. You want to get more more listeners, more subscribers. So I especially want you guys here in this final question, if you will, to promote a way. Uh this could be your social media, your YouTube channel if you guys have a website. I know Instagram is one of your biggest things. YouTube, obviously, but you know whatever you want to share, uh, any if you want to share any personal social media, please. Now is the time.
2: I think it's
3: just got to be Zooter Loopers on YouTube. Yeah, Zooter Loopers on YouTube. Zooter Loopers. Zooter underscore Loopers on Instagram. Uh, we're trying to get the hang of Twitter <laughs> kind of got it, uh, but we're Zooter Loopers on Twitter and we're Zooter Loopers on Facebook, which is we're... literally just anything that gets posted on Instagram goes onto Facebook. So we're still trying to learn that one.
2: Yeah, <laughs> we're, we're on all those platforms and we're all the same name. It's just Zooter Loopers. We
3: are trying to, uh, understand how to use each platform. So like YouTube, our videos, our short form yeah, and photography could be on Instagram. And then our commentary could be on Twitter. And then we're trying to figure out how what role to play in Facebook. But we are trying to figure out each platform to yeah. use it to its yeah. for what it's meant for or what it's best for. Sure. Uh, but we're across those four. So right uh, and,
1: and while this will be yeah this will be in the episode title and it'll be in the show notes but just for the audio portion because yeah. some people don't look at that stuff they're just listening from podcast to podcast uh if you are you know looking for for brian and james and their channel zuter is spelled z-o-o-d-e-r
3: yep yes. name
1: so uh actually do you guys want to tell the story real quick of where you came up with the name
3: Well actually it was the zooter that's not here that figured it out.
2: Yeah, it was my little brother. Um, he had he would always call me a thing, he would always call me brooder, and it kind of derived from brother that kind of just evolved into zooter. I don't really know
3: where or why. Yeah, you guys just started making your words started morphing into just funny sounds to just (laughs) funny with each other.
2: Yeah. And so when we were making this channel, oh god! The original name we were thinking was going to be Gwazi, Guys. That was the front runner. Thank
3: <laughs> god.
2: And, and then he walks into the room. He, he's like, "Dude, that guy, that that, that sucks." Like, what the hell do you have? And he's like, "What about Zooter Loopers?" I'm like, "Oh, no, that actually works." And know with the Z, it's like. How many pages do you see that have a Z? You know, it's such a recognizable, like, letter, and it sticks in your mind. I I thought it was really strong. So, yeah, he he tapped into his inner Andrew and came up with a great name.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I love it. I love it. That's awesome. I love people that are creative with names because it's so awesome. No, I love it. That's great. Thanks for sharing that story. Yeah, uh, sure. all right yeah again, you guys are storytellers so it's appropriate for the very last thing you guys did here on in the interview is to share a story <laughs> so, yes. Thank you I mean I knew I'd, I would have fun with this interview would be such a positive discussion but you guys it far exceeded that. This is one of my favorite interviews that I've done here on the podcast Thank That's you for making it awesome.
3: so it fun
2: Thank, thank you guys. so much for having us
3: absolutely I hope we have the i hope I hope we hit the record for uh longest podcast. I don't what know. Is, we won't beat the, we won't beat your hundredth episode though. No. What are, that are we down. at, David? <laughs> not sure yet. I think the record is three and a half hours.
1: So. <laughs> <laughs> We're not, not there. We're not there. It's <laughs> one of the longest.
2: <laughs> Look, let's derail him.
1: <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thank you very much, guys. Thank yeah. you. All right.
0: If you enjoyed today's episode, be sure to like and subscribe wherever you get your podcast. If you want to see more of us, we upload every Friday. Be sure to like us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube, all at Coaster Challenge. Links are in the description below. Thanks for joining us here today.